Hey everybody, welcome to episode 28 of Let's Unpack That, a media analysis podcast hosted by me, Cheval, and our host, Cal. He's, he's also the host. Um, we're co-hosts. <laughs> yes, yes. And we are talking about Berserk, um, which rose from the dead, no pun intended, uh, a few weeks ago. But we are way at the beginning. And yeah, no, we're, we're today we're in episode 28 where we're going to talk about um, Guts showing back up like he's hot shit. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. one of the high, higher points of the manga, but still, it's 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 some fun shit. But yeah, no, thank you guys for coming back for this episode. Um, it's currently um, pouring down in Houston, so if it get drowned partway through the episode, you know what happened. But um, yeah, no, we're happy to be back as usual on time this time. So yes, no, we're yes. we're like we're gonna do it. It's raining in Houston. <laughs> Fall sounds like he's like literally in the middle of like. Noah's flood or whatever, but um, you can swim. It's great. Yeah, and his internet has already been questionable recently, but hopefully it'll all work out and we'll be able to finish the episode today, <laughs> God willing. But yeah, I pay for just... these things and they don't work. But let's not talk about that. No, don't 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 worry about it. Everything is weatherproof. It's fine. Um, nothing ever goes wrong in inclement weather. <laughs> No, never, never. So, so yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I've seen a lot of dumb shit online this week that that didn't really like. It piqued my fancy in all the all the wrong ways, and I think I actually think I actually like wanted to like delete Twitter several times this week just because I saw yeah. I saw some things I didn't even comment on. I just was like scrolling past it and like, wow, this is really dumb bullshit. So um, instead, I'm spending my time incredibly illegally super duper legitimately downloading hbo max shows that got deleted um mm-hmm. before i could finish them because um i don't i don't know exactly what happened basically some rich people got together and said let's mash all our shit together again but we're gonna get rid of half of our stuff so yeah. a lot of original cartoons are gone uh, infinity train got taken down Close enough got taken down. I think Uncle Grandpa got taken down. Like, yeah. uh, like even Great stuff that like is finished. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I, I've been I, oh, sorry, downloading. I, oh, I've just I've just been downloading them from totally illegal websites. That's all, just to yes. make sure I can finish them. Yeah, yeah. So, from my understanding, what happened is that um, Discovery did the merger with Warner Media. I think yes. that's right. Um, and. What happened through that is part of the merger promise was that they would cut like uh like three billion out like in spending out or some shit like that. So part of what they did to do that was um they cut a lot of the cartoons where they were still having to pay animators like residuals on. Amazing. And so now those things like literally do not exist in like a consumable form anymore, like a legally consumable form anymore online. I think iTunes has picked up like a couple of them, so you can like technically get them there right now, but nobody's yeah, sure, you can like, go buy them. Last, but yeah. it basically boiled down to like, what can we cut to like make things less expensive for us and what came under the chopping block was a lot of animated stuff because they were having to pay like a Mm -hmm. lot of people money for that you know like royalties and shit so it's really stupid and it's really fucked up because now those people like you know they've worked on like these huge shows and there's like other um even like live action stuff where actors were receiving stuff still 
but they can't get that anymore either. And, like, the other part of it is also, like, the guy who, like, now kind of owns HBO Max, basically. He's, like, really into reality TV, so I think he's about to, like, gear it heavily towards that and then, like, the Discovery shit. Mm -hmm. So he's, like, gutting a lot of, like, the TV shows that are fictional stories and then all the cartoons and shit like that, which is so stupid because HBO Max is honestly a pretty decent platform. Dude, HBO Max is some of the best stuff I've watched, I'd say, recently, Um, which is insane, right? Well, Well, it's not insane, but, like, considering how long the service has been around it's like mm-hmm. the one of the only ones not putting out like bullshit right now right so right. It, it really sucks because i i loved close enough i think yeah netflix definitely netflix, netflix has been putting out bullshit like two years straight the last thing i watched on there was squid games and then we then we pretty like and then we like we like watch like some of their reality stuff and even then we haven't even finished half of it recently but how much of it is bad honestly like yeah I'll, I'll talk about- it's drawn <laughs> out you yeah, finish your thought yeah. It's like that's the thing though. The <laughs> the reality TV on HBO Max is so much better. It's all it's all funny and really good. Yeah. Like even the dumb shit like FYI Island is the funniest shit I've watched because it, you can tell some of these shows they do whatever they want because they know they're going HBO, so they just do goofy shit yeah. and they can get away with it. And I don't know, we're not going to get as much of that. Close enough was really funny. I I really fucked with that show. It was it was like. I don't know. It was made by the same people who made regular show, but it was basically just like taking it. It was like their take on their adult life with all the weird supernatural shit involved too. And it was like funny. It was like genuinely really funny. And now they're like, just kidding. No fourth season. You're gone. Um, That um, infinity train, which already got canceled like twice before this. (laughs) I never even got to start watching it. I was literally planning on watching it soon. Um, Now I can um, through a totally legal channel, but yeah, yeah, I, I just I don't know, man. I feel like it's just a, such a bad move because they're getting rid of some scripted series yet. They just haven't told us which ones yet. Because um, Made for Love is hilarious and a good drama that was on there too. Hacks is so fucking good. I love that show, um, and I hope that they keep it. But we don't know because we don't know what they're getting rid of yet. So yeah, this. So I feel like the from what you described, it really impacts the animators a shit ton. Because yeah. like, I don't know, those guys already don't get paid shit at all. So like the least you can yeah. do is give them their royalties from stuff that they already made. Um and you know, like like part of it is like some of these shows have like fought to get some put on something, right? Like mm-hmm. I mentioned close enough earlier. That show had been pitched to Adult Swim, it had been pitched to several places, and they just didn't take it right. until HBO Max came around and they finally wrote like they said, Okay, yeah, we'll do it. And then now it's just like, okay, we don't oh, know if we'll get that yeah. again. Yeah, it's just gone. So, yeah, man, I don't know. It's it's kind of fucked up. And I hope that these shows find another way because, like, a show I really like, Tuca and Birdie, eventually got renewed by Adult Swim, which yeah, is really I good. I watched that new season. I have yes. Not yet. There are two new seasons. There's oh, new shit. season two and three. Fine, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> well, I mean, when a show gets canceled from a service you're used to watching it on and then move somewhere else, and you don't know if you have that service, and then when you get the yeah. service, it's not right in front of your face. Yeah, you'll lose track of it, right? So, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's very disappointing, but it also is just part of that conversation where like physical media is important, and that's why I'm still buying the Berserk stuff because I want to keep this. And even Haley was been wanting to buy like Real Housewives um, like box sets. 
Yeah. Yes. But the thing is, because they already do wild shit, like edit stuff out of episodes. Like, for instance, I think in one of the last seasons of Atlanta, um, Kenya was wearing a, like, like indigenous person headdress or something. Yes, God. And they edited it. They edited the episode so that when she's talking, the camera just doesn't look at her, right? And they oh and they really put a black screen up that says, during this episode, she was wearing this. We've edited the episode, so oh. blah, 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 right? And here's the thing. One, bravo, that doesn't fix anything. Like, yeah. let the bitch look stupid. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> like, just let her look dumb. Just leave it in. And two, it's like, yeah, like, it sucks to have all these things that are passed around, but then they're edited, like, five minutes later, or right. they get stuff taken out. There's a there's an old SpongeBob episode, no, a newer SpongeBob episode that had a scene edited out where they referenced the creepypasta, because they said it was too scary for the kids or whatever. So now to go find that original episode, you have to either watch it in Latin America, where they don't give a fuck, <laughs> and they still have it in there, or you have to go download it online. Like, yeah. and it like all this to say like i feel like they're just pushing us more and more towards piracy but yeah. also at the same time like if there's any physical media or like start, start getting hard drives and shit like if there's anything you like want to keep in its current state i feel like they're editing and like taking stuff off of services like rapidly now right so like i don't know it's it's almost ridiculous and that and i remember like the first time i started seeing this happen was um back when i used to, used to listen to like give a shit about kanye west um when he released the life of pablo he edited the album like four or five times within a week like oh my god change change the levels change the drums added verses like just over the course of like several weeks like edited the digital version of the album so there's like seven or eight versions of that album that just get passed around online because people like to hear the different versions but Mm -hmm. there's almost no way to like differentiate any of them right and he also did this with, I think, his album before that, Jesus, where he reprinted the album and a bunch of shit was changed. But there was no, like, warning about it or anything. It wasn't like, this is the second edition. So I feel like a lot of TV shows are doing that now. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't fuck with that. <laughs> it's, it's very I, weird. I think if you put something out there, you should just, like, say it with your whole chest. And, like, it should just be, like, you know, like, a testament to, like, mm, I'm not going to do that again. Like, maybe, like, putting a warning at the beginning if it's something, like, truly heinous. But that makes yes. me wonder, like, did they edit out, like, Luann's blackface thing where she uh, let the Halloween party and Oh, it? no. It's still in there. Um, yeah, so, so, so... Sorry. That, uh... <laughs> no, yeah. That's the thing. Haley rewatches these things all the time. Right, and and like she remembers some shit, so she usually can tell if like there we will go back and watch some stuff where like something is censored all of a sudden, or like in like an old season, like five or six seasons ago, like something that was there like two years ago is like censored now, or they had to go like take something out and like replace it with this scene, and like the way that there's no like <laughs> there's no like patch notes, I guess, right? Like there's oh no like there's nobody like who's able to uh, keep track of all of this. So it's just very like bizarre because then that's how you get people doing like, um, I don't like, I don't like the term because it's just people making shit up because they forget things, but it's like the Mandela effect thing. Right. Like, I feel like we're going to see like an actual version of that. (laughs) where They're just going to start shifting shit around and people will be like, no, but I remember this. And people are like, no, no, (laughs) no. Uh, Yeah, no, I think that, I don't know. That kind of shit bothers me so much because I'm just like, if you like, I don't know. 
if you have created something that is genuinely harmful, there's no... Like, erasing it is, to an extent, just, like, pretending it didn't happen. Yes. And that's why, like, I agree with, like, putting Confederate statues in museums and stuff and not having them, like, out in the public eye where they are, like, actively encouraging things, but, like, leaving them as, like, this is something fucked up that happened. We can't look away from it. We don't want to, like, I think, like, completely destroying it is not always the best course of action, even though there is a very long history in, like, (laughs) destroying fascist symbols and stuff, you know? I think Mm -hmm. there's merit in that, too. But, I don't know. Like, (laughs) there's been so many conversations about, like, censorship recently and like with this kind of stuff that like hardly even matters honestly like obviously like can you wearing a headdress and shit is fucked up and bad yeah but because this is like 2020 i think yeah. when that was yeah which like just for context this is a very recent season of that show yeah. like yeah i i don't know it just it was stuff like with minor stuff like that on tv shows and i say minor because it's not something like I don't know. Like I said, like a statue or some shit like that that has been right, used as right. like a symbol of oppression. It's something fucked up and it's cultural appropriation, but like taking it out doesn't fix anything. It doesn't change anything. If right, anything, right. it takes away like highlighting how fucking stupid she is, like you said, you know? Yeah, it and it, it's like it's like going back and acting like, oh, but we were, we were, we were better back then. Don't worry. Like we knew. Yeah, no, you were. And it's like, <laughs> no, we, no, shit. you didn't. Like you didn't know better. Like this past editing through the first time. Like you guys yeah. showed this the first time. Don't do that. Cause like it, it reminds me of um two shows I do like. Um, even like I've been rewatching parts of them and like it's so funny, but that they've taken these episodes out, but it's like the blackface ish episodes that are in uh, 30 rock in community. Right. Oh, I think yeah. I've mentioned that on here before. Yeah. Like there's one where Chang, I think they're playing D and D and he just has like, like, like jet black oh. <laughs> face paint on. <laughs> and, um, yeah. there's, there's a few times where Jenna and, um, 30 rock, it, it does blackface. Right. And yeah. my thing is, is that like, I feel like, Taking it out is like literally just trying to like it, it. All it is is covering your ass because has nothing to do yeah. with like like stand by like you said earlier. Stand by the content. Leave the stuff in there. Like stop, especially if it made it through the first time, right? Like that aired. Like that aired the first time and it aired for years. Don't years later go. Oh shit, you guys don't like that. Let me take that away. Like that's the type of shit where I'm like, yeah, this is like, like what is even the point of the art if we're not if we're gonna like, like imagine if we went back through Berserk, right? And they like said, and then this happened. Like you go to the page where um, so where, where, where guts is sexually assaulted, and then it just like skips to the next morning or something, right? And like, you're like, ah. <laughs> uh, okay, like not saying that like, oh, I want to see that, but like that was no. the original, like that's the original story. Like you don't just right. like cut that out to sanitize it or something, right? And I've seen stuff where like, okay, another thing that I think is really funny. I've been playing a lot of Isaac or whatever as I usually am, but there's a mod that I saw somebody make. Where they, you can take out all the quote unquote offensive content, right? So you take all the poop out, you can take all the meme references out. Sorry. Um, all, yeah, it, it's I, I'm like, and I saw it, and I'm like, just play another game, like, yeah. like go, go play something else. Like, what is the point of changing so much of something to like meet what is what is not really the standard? We're imagining it's the standard, like right. you know, it's it's just it's just all kinds of dumb shit, or like you know. Um, 
<laughs> These are more recent examples. Oh my god, this happened so much recently. No, um, it happened. Lizzo and Beyonce having spaz in their lyrics and yeah. them like having to go like fucking like change their songs, which I did, like I'm sitting here like what the fuck is going on? like I'm personally like okay, I get where the people are coming from, but I'm just like wait, what's happening? Like they're they're going back and changing the whole song and yeah. then on top of this this just makes the vinyl market for both of those singles and albums fucking skyrocket. So oh, yeah, like I, I do <laughs> there so much now because they you know it's the OG version and like to an extent I like you said I get where people are coming from on it and obviously I'm not someone who's had that used against me so no take yeah. what I say with a grain of salt but yeah. to me like I don't know. I'm not, like, fully opposed to them taking it out just because it was a shitty thing. And it, like, reminds yeah. me of, like, Kesha kind of revisited something and uh, was like, ah, I didn't really get what that meant at the time. And I don't like that. Oh, yeah. The St and Steven. Holding, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, like, you know, <laughs> holding yourself accountable for it. Like, I think there's that versus, like, trying to cover stuff up, which I don't exactly. feel like Lizzo did. I want to make that clear. I don't feel like either of them did that. Yeah. But yeah. I I don't know. Like, there's, to me, there's also just, you know, like, we have so much conversation about, like, like, words do mean things, obviously, but, like, when someone's coming at you and is, like, don't say things like dumb or stupid or whatever, and that's, like, the epitome of their activism, I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah. It that, that's... It's like an easy like way out in my opinion. I don't know. Yeah, I like I don't have any problem with them removing the word, but like I think that it's very weird given how like a lot of old like I'm going to I'm going to you know what I'm going to go here. Uh there's like <laughs> emo and like pump pop music written yeah. by women that has so much shit in it that is so unsavory and not good and like oh incredibly misogynistic <laughs> like it's fucking green day like saying that <laughs> and holiday and shit you know like yeah. we can talk about all of that and even though it's like uh he's speaking as someone else I actually just had this conversation with sasha recently <laughs> like even if <laughs> like a character you created or something there's some moments where i'm like I don't know if I would be okay, like, hearing that in concert, you know? Like, I don't think I would be, like, comfortable. But I I don't know. Like, if we... It, it, to me, with Lizzo and Beyonce, like, obviously, both of... It being back-to-back, -to -back too, just made it worse, I think. Yeah. Um, but, it's like, you know, they're both black women, and so, of course, they're... Really <laughs> Thank you. ...more accountability <laughs> than these white men who wrote shit in, like, the fucking early 2000s, you know? Like, it's... Yeah. There's just a dissonance, and there's obviously, like, more criticism put on certain groups of people. And that's that's kind of what sat wrong with me. It wasn't yeah. necessarily, like, calling them in on it. It was how, like, weirdly, like, I don't know, venomous it got so quickly. And that's Bro, what Bro, both changed in, like, a week. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> like, it, it, was, it, it, it was weird. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know. That kind of backlash whenever I see it, I'm kind of like, oh, I kind of get it. And then I try to like, think about the like context of which it, in which it exists. And I'm like, I get it. But like, I think we should like <laughs> possibly consider the broader implications of what we are doing here and why we are doing it. So yeah, it just, it just yeah. kind of boils down that to that for me. I am glad that like, 
they listened to fans and were like, I want, you know, I don't want my music to be harmful. But at the same time, it's just like, because to me, that's different than like <laughs> subtly changing your album and not saying that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> up for that. I think that's really funny. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> oh no that shit's hilarious i think that's one of the greatest things i feel like it set a terrible trend but i thought it was hilarious at the time it really did you're telling me that i was like of course he did that also it's fucking hilarious but i think there's like a big difference in like erasing things or redoing things for, so you look better and like doing it because you want it to have a different impact i think there's like those are two very different things so yeah. i guess it's like, your intent in changing it or omitting it, like, why are you doing that? What is the purpose of it? Like, was it harming people or, like, contributing to something? Like, I think there's a lot of things you should ask when you are, like, censoring your own work or, like, moving through and editing things later on. So, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. There's a very big conversation around that and people cannot have it most of the time because as we have talked about many times most people do not have critical thinking skills so it just like no no people don't people don't because i mean yeah there's a different context between beyonce and uh lizzo did and like white people who work on 30 rock and shit trying to cover their ass because they do blackface and while like you got me i still think it's funny i don't think that they should like like my reason that i don't think that they should remove it is mm-hmm. like that's what you did. Like that's yeah. not we, the, this. There's not a reason. Nobody called you in on this. Like somebody called you out, and instead of saying anything about it, being like, "Yo, we did that shit." What do you like? I can't change it. Sorry about it. Like I understand yeah. now. Going like, forward, blah blah blah. Yeah, going forward. Like I'm sorry. Like sometimes that is the right thing to say about some mm-hmm. of these things, right? Like I'm not saying that when it's like something you did last week. That's my favorite thing is when people say some about some shit they did like three days ago. It's like, yo, you, relax. But, <laughs> but like, if somebody's bringing up 30 Rock to Tina Fey or Community up to um, Dan Harmon and them. Fucking Dan Harmon. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then, like, why the fuck? I'm, yeah, that's the thing. The Dan Harmon thing. I'm like, like, I don't know. It's just, it's just funny to me that, like, instead of just being, like, what a lot of comedians like to act like they like to do, standing by your shit and being like, yeah, I did that, whatever. Like, even fucking Eddie Murphy one time was like, yo, I started one of my specials just saying faggot over and over, right? Like, and he, like, said, like, yo, that wasn't, that's not cool. Like, he's like, my, like, (laughs) but he didn't go around ripping it around, ripping it down from streaming services and going, never, never watch this again. Like, somebody asked him about it and he was like, yeah, it's fucked up. Like, I shouldn't have done that. Um, Yeah. And it's still there. And I feel like, you know. Like, like you said, like, there's a difference between that and, like, you know, quickly changing a word in a song that just came out because you don't want to alienate your audience, right? Like, it is, it is different. Yeah. It's just, like, it's just, like, I don't know. It's, like, at what point are we going to, like, recognize what the difference is and not let people, right. like, take stuff down to cover their assholes, like, you know, yeah, somebody wearing a headdress? <laughs> that's my big thing. Let's rock. Okay, guys. Well, we do have to talk about Berserk today. Um, depending on how much of that I decided to cut out before I thought that we would get like ISP letters or something. Um, yeah, no, I'm we're gonna going like, to the FBI like bang on our doors. Literally. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we're going to talk about Berserk today. Cal's going to yeah. go ahead and handle our summary and our first chapter. But I'm excited for today because... Um, it leads into a really cool moment that we'll probably get more into next episode. Hooray. We're, this is when shit 
starts happening. We say that like every episode, but there's always new shit that's happening. So, um, so yeah, last time we wrapped up some <laughs> really unsavory stuff that involved uh, Charlotte and her dad. He attempted to molest her and she managed to get him off of her. Um, we also um, had a whole scene where the band of the hawk was ambushed because of the king's like vendetta against Griffith for like daring to disperse his daughter's maidenhood. Um, and where we left off with them in those chapters, we weren't really sure what happened. If they made it out, if they didn't make it out at that point, we weren't sure. Um, we also got a very short scene with Griffith in the dungeon. We kind of got to see some of the extent of the torture that was being done to him, which was a lot. But during the process of his torturing, he happened to lose the behalot and it like fell in a drain, drifted off to God knows where. Um, so that was kind of closing off all the horrible shit that was happening in Midland and then after a time skip that was not clear <laughs> until much later in the <laughs> chapter, um, we came to like this huge tournament where all this stuff is happening. There's like a bunch of fights. It's a very like festive sort of time. Um, there's apparently it was a pretty well-known tournament um, and a lot of people would come from all over to like test their strength against everyone. And uh, we meet one of our new characters. He's not a main character, but he is pretty important. Uh, his name is Salat, and we talked We talked a bit last yeah. time. You can see in the episode. We'll talk about it more today, too, but um, he's kind of a racist Middle Eastern caricature or South Asian caricature. One of the two. I think uh, <laughs> Mira couldn't quite decide which one he wanted to go with, so he hmm. did a little bit of everything, which is... We, we had a whole conversation of that. Um, and you can go listen to the previous episode if you want to catch up on it. But yeah. he's, like, you know, he's fucking shit up. He's beating guys who are, like, literally twice his size. And he's like, well, this was kind of a waste. But then our old boy Guts shows up, and he's been training for a year now. Uh, we learned it was a year time skip. And he, in True Guts fashion, he cuts in line and uh, challenges the sky and they get like the approval of the Lord who's kind of running the show because he's just in it for a good time. Yeah, um, and, a ball. Uh, yes. <laughs> they have a pretty, a pretty comedic battle, honestly, which Guts wins, of course. Um, but at the end of it, the Lord asks him, if he wants to like come work for him, which seems to always happen to guts. Like someone is always like, Hey, you got muscles. You got a big sword. You, you know, you want to come work for me? And at first he's like, Oh no, I'm like doing my own thing now. But, um, the Lord convinces him by telling him that, Oh, well, like I'm running this like raid against these bandits that are in the, in like my lands and their band is run by a woman. And I guess this is like <laughs> uncommon enough in Mira fantasy. The one world. woman, the one woman, um, to where Guts is like, huh? And then he finds <laughs> out through <laughs> the Lord that this is the band of the Hawk, and he's just kind of like, "Well, shit, fuck. I guess, <laughs> I guess I gotta go do that." Yeah. So, um, the you know the raiding party they get to they get to where uh the band of the hawk is like laid up and they're not doing good 
they've shrunk a lot. They hardly have any people left compared to what they had at one point, like at their peak. And everyone is super worn out because they've just been on the run basically since the ambush. So like for a full year now. And they're just trying to, you know, figure out how to rescue Griffith and what they need to do. But they literally can't stop moving or they'll get killed or arrested. So, um, we get, you know, we get like a good view of what Casca has been going through. She talks about it with Jado and he's just like, you're, you're tired. <laughs> you need to eat. You need to rest. Yeah. And she's not really having any of it. Um, but before anyone can really get any kind of rest, the raiding party attacks. And so everyone jumps into action. Several people get killed, which, you know, they really can't afford at this point. But um, Casca winds up having this, like, extensive, very acrobatic battle with Salat. And he's he does the whole, um, you got a sword, so I don't care if you're a woman. And he's another oh. feminist king in, uh, in our story. Thank you, sir. Um, but Casca, you know, slips up eventually. And Salat is about to kill her. And as he's doing his little countdown, Guts comes in and <laughs> kicks him straight in the back of the head and sends him sprawling across Hell the yeah. field, true Guts fashion. So uh, that's that's where we ended off last time was Guts appearing in like a very dramatic, like hero's return sort of moment. Um, he's back. He's back. Uh, and <laughs> as we come in today on chapter, uh, it's chapter forty three. If you are reading on our uh, peg like website <laughs> as we were talking about before um it's uh readberserk.com uh and the chapter itself is called the fighter if you are reading long um in like a paperback or a, a deluxe edition version um yeah but everyone is like losing their goddamn minds because Guts is back and there seems to be like this new burst of energy that like goes through everyone like this new kind of burst of hope where it's like oh there's someone who can like really help us there's this guy who like helped us win so many battles who are back um and so he you know he's here and Casca is really not sure what to make of all this in this moment she's still kind of in shock uh but they don't really have time to like do a full like <laughs> reunion thing in this moment because Salad is getting up and he's like, Oh, you're you're the guy. You're the hundred man killer. I, I get it now. I understand. And Casca's kind of wondering like what their beef is or whatever. But you know, Guts is like, you know, I'll handle this. You go take care of the men and stuff. Like, we got jobs to do right now. And there's like, she's obviously very hesitant, but she's also a very practical person, despite everything. And she's like, well, okay, <laughs> I guess we got to get back to work. So, um, <laughs> we get back to, we cut back to Salat, and he pulls out his, we got to see them a little bit in the last chapter. He pulls out his chakrams. And uh, for those of you who don't know what a chakram is, it's like a uh, frisbee blade kind of thing that you can throw. It's a circular blade with a hole in the center that you can like fling at people and it can go all kinds of directions and stuff. So it's an airborne weapon. But uh, Guts doesn't know what the fuck that is because I guess he didn't see what happened earlier. Um, and, you know, he he's had this like 
running joke with himself of like calling the guy a street performer. And so he, he <laughs> oh, now you're really like a street performer. You got like a ring toss thing going on. But Judo happens to like overhear that and he's like, oh fuck, I know what that is. That's not, <laughs> that's not a good time at all. Um, <laughs> so we get this whole scene with um, Salat throwing them and they like spin off into the distance in like two different directions. And Guts is kind of confused because he expected them to come head on. But um, they loop back around and right as like Judo is warning him, right as like they're about to like slice into him, he have he manages to catch them like on his finger and on like the hilt of his sword. And they just go like spinning <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> and uh, in the anime, this is actually a very like <laughs> almost disorienting scene just because of how like suddenly they stop when he catches them. Um, which is, I'm sure it wasn't, like, the actual, like, how it was intended as well. But Salat's, like, impossible. Like, you, you stopped my secret weapon kind of moment. Um, and Guts is like, ah, like, I mean, I, if there was more, I would have probably had a problem with it. And he, like, he, he's not one to <laughs> throw away the opportunity to try a new weapon. So he tries to toss him. And they just kind of go, like, pinging off to the sides. And we get this little gag panel of him, like, going, like, whoopsie! And they're, like, flying harmlessly off to the sides. But, um, Salat's had enough of this shit. And he's like, okay, I'll give you more. Like, I can do more than that. And he pulls out the coolest fucking weapon known to mankind. Yeah. Like, this is, <laughs> like, up to the point where I have read, this is still, like, my favorite weapon in this manga. But um, he pulls out these swords that are composed of, like, these very ribbon-like blades. They're very thin, they're very long, and they're very, very sharp. Um, and it's called an Arumi. I don't know if it's called that actually or just in this. But um, he pulls them out and he's, like, doing this whole monologue about, like, <laughs> how good they are and how... Like, just being very dramatic about the whole thing. And Guts is like, okay, all right. Um, but uh -huh. he's okay. like, all right, yeah, we're fighting. Um, so uh, Salat attacks with the Arumi, and Guts kind of realizes in that moment, like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have been, like, quite that flippant <laughs> about the whole thing. Uh, and he manages to dodge them because it's basically, like, several very thin blades coming at you very fast and they're so flexible you can't quite tell where they're going um he manages to dodge it but it does like slice up his cape pretty good uh because of course he's wearing his cape still Slap. and Salat's very proud of himself he's like uh, i mean like this is 10 blades i don't think you can dodge this shit <laughs> you're gonna get god eventually and it has it has scratched guts up pretty good like he didn't manage to dodge all of it there's still some wounds that are happening. Um, and Judo is like, I, this is like the kind of tricky shit that I deal with. I should help with this. And he starts to pull out like a throwing knife, but Casca's like, don't do that. Like, don't worry about him. Go take care of these units. And Judo's like, I'm, are, are you sure? And she's like, yeah, just go do this shit. And then as she's continuing her own fight, she's like, Guts is fine. He's got like that like weird look in his eye. He's gonna make, <laughs> out of He's gonna make it out okay. I'm trusting him in this moment to make it out okay. 
And um, I'm not going to fully describe this fight scene, but I do recommend that you go and read it because it is one of my favorite fight scenes so far. It's insane. It's so good. <laughs> it's also very good animated if you want to like look up the clip. It's just really, it's just really dynamic and fun. Um, but, you know, we got this huge like battle going on between Salat and Guts, which is mostly Guts dodging just these like blades that are like slashing at him and coming at him from all angles very quickly. And um, at one point he dodges behind this one dude and the blades happen to catch him. And when they're pulled away, it basically just like slices and dices him. Like he is <laughs> dead on his feet. He like explodes in blood and just like falls to the ground. And Guts is kind of like, oh, <laughs> I, I don't want that to happen to me. <laughs> That's not great. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, so that's still on his, like, villain monologue shit. And he's like, I can't believe you've dodged these so long, but I'm going to fucking get you now. Um, and Guts has had enough of this. He doesn't put up with theatrics very well. So he stances up and pulls out his sword. And Slot's kind of, like, taken aback for a moment. He's like, oh, are you, like gonna face me because you know you can't like you can't fi actually fight me and run away from it and he's like what the fuck are you gonna do from like all the way over there <laughs> like crouch down what, are you doing? Like, what the fuck are you doing and then he's like you can't like stop it with your sword you should fucking know that and he happens to get a look of get a glimpse of like the look in Guts's eye and he's like okay I don't think he's given up but I'm not going to give up, like, this opportunity that I have. So we get, like, a very cool panel of him, like, whipping the blades, like, around him in, like, a tornado. And then he slashes out at Guts. And instead of going for any of the blades, Guts takes his huge, like, fucking surfboard sword. And he creates this, like, huge gust of wind that knocks all the blades off course. And they just kind of harmlessly flutter to the side. Because at the end of the day, it's very thin metal. And it doesn't hold up against that kind of thing. Um, which catches Salat off guard. He is like, oh shit, <laughs> this has never happened to me before. But before he really has time to recover, Guts is rushing in to attack him. And... and Admittedly, like some very quick thinking, uh, he drops the Arumi and he picks up his like three prong prong blades that he used in the previous chapter, and he manages to block Guts's um, incoming smash strike, like his final <laughs> his charge attack, whatever you want to call it. Um, and he gets out mostly unscathed, but Guts does manage to nick his forehead. And he also knocks off his turban, his scarf, whatever he has uh, wrapped around his head and his face. And we get, like, our first look of him. Um, and he's he's pissed as fuck. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this. Um, but before he can, like, really get back into it with him, his men are like, uh, we, we gotta go. This is not ending well for us. Like, we need to go. This is not it. <laughs> this is not. <laughs> we gotta leave. Now we are promised. We're not paid enough for this. We gotta go. Um, and despite, like, having, like, very high emotions in this moment, he, you know, he is loyal to the men that he's with, and he's like, alright, well, I'm gonna fucking remember your name, and this is not the last time we see each other, I'm gonna get your ass later. And then he vanishes along with, uh, the rest of the attackers. Um, and there's just this kind of weird, quiet moment as 
the battlefield has like emptied out and Guts is left staring at Casca across like all these bodies that are strewn across the ground. And that is the end of that part. Slash. Slash. Yeah, yeah, no, a lot, lot, lot going on. A lot going um, on. Tried to. With that fight, that was a yeah. fun fight. I, it took a lot to summarize it because. Otherwise, it would have just been me being like, so this really cool thing happened, and then this other really cool thing happened. <laughs> you should go read it just for the so This cool shit happened, and this cool... Yeah, no. It's hard to... See, that's the thing. is like, if you are listening to this, try to, like, at least watch, like... F- fans make animations of these, by the way. Um, there's yeah. a fight that happens in a couple arcs that... Um, not a couple arcs, but, like, a couple more, like, little, like, beats... That somebody recently actually released a fan animation for on YouTube, um, the Razine fight. So um, yeah, no, just try to go find like a visual version because I'm sorry, there's only so much we can do to describe. Yeah, uh, fight scenes. I do my best, but <laughs> at the end of the day, there's only so many ways to say. And then he swung his sword, and then he blocked it. You know? <laughs> oh shit! Oh my god! God it's damn! Fuck. <laughs> this isn't fucking Game of Thrones. Get that shit out of here! All right. Um, Okay, so yeah, now we open with um, next chapter, Comrades in Arms, uh, chapter 44, if you're on the Read the Circle website. Um, and, you know, exactly where we left off before, um, Guts and Cosker are kind of looking at each other from across the field after the enemy um, scattered. And, you know, Cosker kind of just looks at him and he says, yo. <laughs> That's all he has to say. But um, before they can really talk, um, all of the men from the band Hawk rush up to Guts and they're like, it's Guts. Rickert is like visibly like shaking. Um, he's like, "Wow, oh my God, it's Guts!" Hi, and then you know, of course, Guts is like, "Hi, Rickert, I'm glad you're still alive." And you know, he see catches Judo and um, Pippin in the back wall, gives him the thumbs up. Um, he also catches Corcus, kind of just avoiding him because you know. It's Corcus. He's not really a guts fan or anything like that, you know. But you know, the my favorite part is that Gaston, who if you don't remember before, this guy kind of looks like Corcus, but he wanted to run his own clothing shop. He comes running up to guts and he's like, "Hey, I love you so much. I'm gonna snot and cry all over you." And you know, of course, guts is like, you know, he doesn't cry, but of course, he's like, "Whoa, these guys really missed me." And you know, as they're having their little reunion moment and snot and crying all over guts. Uh, Casca pops up and is like, we don't have time to stand around. The enemy will come back. We move while it's still dark. So they start organizing. They start getting all the arms and getting everything that wasn't destroyed, gathering up everybody that didn't fucking die and getting it on races, right? So <laughs> Casca, after giving that order, swiftly turns around and goes to her stuff. Um, Rickard is kind of caught off guard. He's like, Casca's not excited? And, you know, Guts kind of pats him on the head. It's like, we'll talk later. Don't worry. But she's right. We need to hurry. So... Off they go. We do a little short time skip. I'm sure it's been a few hours, but like sometime later, they found another place near another waterfall, another alcove. I didn't notice this till rereading it just now, but yeah, it's kind of a similar spot to where they were before. Um, but they have actually moved somewhere else. So they um, are all kind of sitting around the fire, kind of taking stock of everything, bandaging themselves up. Some of these guys just passed out, like, which I get it. It's been a rough, you know year and some days so they're updating everybody on what happened and uh guts is learning that griffith was captured that happened the day after he left as we read a couple chapters ago and you know guts just really doesn't understand why it happened right he didn't think that griffith could do something like that and you know rickard just tells him how it is he's like 
yeah, he was really depressed after he left. And I think that he had to have done that over you. And, you know, we kind of cut to a shot of Guts thinking back on the last moment he saw Griffith, where Griffith was, you know, on his knees in the snow as, you know, Guts walked away from him. So it's just the back of his head, right? And, you know, Guts just thinks about it for a second while staring at the fire. But while he's thinking about that, uh, our favorite hater has to has to come in and say something. Um, <laughs> Corcus, who's like, you know, partway through, I'm sure, is one of like the only like, you know, things of wine that's hanging around the Band of the Hawk. is like, yeah, in one night, the glorious Band of the Hawk, the mightiest military force in Midland, became a wanted band of thieves. It's enough to make me laugh. You know, like, kind of saying it out loud, showing how fucking ridiculous this all sounds. But he's like, hey, but think about this, Guts. Don't let it go to your head. The reason this happened to Griffith is not because of you. No chance, right? Doesn't offer another reason. Doesn't say what else could have happened. But mostly out of denial is like, <laughs> yeah, this didn't happen because of you, buddy. So, um, so you know, Judo kind of keeps recapping stuff for him. He's like, yeah, in one year we've dropped to less than a fifth in number. So they've lost four fifths of their men. Um, some fell to the enemy, some left on their own. We can't even be called an army anymore. But still, it could have been worse. If Casca hadn't become our leader, by now, Bandit the Hawk without Griffith would have been scattered to the winds. The band itself wouldn't exist. So, you know, he, he starts recapping exactly what happened after we saw Casca uh, get shot with all those arrows. She, we see, we actually do see a panel of her with like five or six arrows lodged in her. It's pretty, it's pretty sick, but also pretty um, fucked up. But yeah, she was, she ended up leading the band out of that entire, like, you know, barrage of arrows that killed a lot of their men. But even, you know, with all the five arrows in her, she didn't lose any, she didn't like, you know, pass out or anything. She tried to make the Hawk survive, but you know, at the moment, their mission is to capture Griffith at the end of the day, right? So everything's gone well. She had to take over for the army. She had to do her thing, but she's doing it well, and they have a plan. And the reason they have the plan is because they slipped somebody into Wyndham to check on Griffith, and they know exactly where he is. So, you know, but at the end of the day, like, Judo keeps telling him, we've been getting chased around. It's been a hell of a year. We don't know what's going on. But, you know, we don't we, we can tell that the guys here aren't going to try to leave. Like, this is it for them. Like the rest of the Hawk that are here now are like the core members. Right. So, you know, the courage and willpower alone, you know, they aren't able to cut it. But, you know, they have to save Griffith. So this is like their last ditch effort is what it is. Right. Like they're going to get Griffith. This is how the band of the Hawk survives. They can't get started again without him. So, um, you know. Guts kind of takes all of this in. He's like, yeah, you guys haven't really changed much. Um, it's still the same spirit as when I came before. So you guys have been good. And, you know, before he can pass too much, you know, praise to them. <laughs> Judo's like, hey, I'm going to be nosy. On that note, what have you been doing this past year, right? So, you know, they're kind of asking, like, why didn't you come? You know, of course, Rickert wonders, why didn't you come help before? Like, didn't people tell you we were fucked up? But, you know, Guts has an answer for that. I was in the mountains just swinging my sword. Um, and that's all I was doing. I was just chopping down boulders, um, doing mountain training slash, because, slash. you know, I was on an island and, you know, that's what I wanted to do. And they were, everybody's kind of taking, you know, taking this in stride. They're like, yeah, that sounds like your thing. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that, that really sounds like something you would do. And Corcus walks away. He's like, this is fucking stupid. 
So, you know, Judo asked Guts what he actually wanted to ask him about the service. You know, he's like, did you find anything? And Guts is like, you know, I don't really know, but I know I felt I found something. And I know that for me, you know, wielding this sword is really what makes me feel good. This is what makes you feel natural. And he holds his sword up. We get a nice shot of him, you know, pointing the sword with the moon at the very tip of it. And, you know, Jido hears him out. Pippin hears him out. Rickard hears him out. They're all kind of like looking at him like he's a freak. But Jido pipes up and says, well, you can say that with a straight face. Well done. <laughs> anyway, you're coming back. You're coming back. is still proof we've got some luck. Right. So they accept him back as the Raider captain, but not before Quirkus pops in and goes, hey, I'm not going to recognize him as the Raider captain. I don't know why Griffith did what he did, and I don't know why Guts did what he did, but he wasn't here when shit went down, and I'm not going to accept him because at, right now, he's basically a stranger as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, everybody's like, ah, oh, come on, Quirkus, what the hell? But, you know, actually, Guts is the first one to pipe up and say, no, I get it. I wasn't here. Like, I'm not going to do that. And, you know, they kind of just let him have it. But, you know, before it gets a little too um, weird, Gaston and the men come back over and they're like, hey, uh, how long are y'all going to talk about stuff? Let's go have a drink. We don't want to, you know, listen to you guys talk about, you know, war all day and how many of our friends have died. <laughs> but Gaston comes up and he's like, hey, Gaston, what happened to your clothing shop? And Gaston is like, well, I heard what was happening to the Hawks and I had to come see what was going on. Right. So he wasn't even there during the ambush and he came to find the Hawks to help them out. Right. And, you know, he's like, yeah, same happened to you, right, Captain? And, you know, Guts is like, well, yeah, basically. <laughs> um, so while they're having this little nice moment, Judo decides to um, call Guts over. He's like, hey, by the way, I forgot to tell you about this part. Um, after she got shot with all the arrows, um, she was in a coma for like, uh, Costco was in a coma for three days. <laughs> Just casually mentions that, right? And by the time she had a lot of nightmares, was calling out to Griffith. But he, she was also calling out to you. And, you know, Guts is like, huh? And as they're, as they're talking about this, as Gaston and the men are, like, fist bumping and having fun, you know, Casca was looking at Guts, or so, you know, he catches her doing so, and, you know, she turns around after she sees that he saw her. But he sees her, stands up, and Judo's like, you know, he's pushing herself harder than she looks, but, you know, she was really there with us, and she's always been the one with too much on her shoulders, and there's nothing, but there's nothing we can do. But you can do something. You know, and Guts looks back at Kata, kind of, you know, thinks about it, and then a little bit of time passes, and we see Guts on top of a hill, standing next to a tree, as he's wont to do, as some of his men are passed out, drunk on the floor next to him. Late at night, it's in the preacher's it's like early in the morning, it's like dawn or something, right? And while he's standing there, Kata looks up behind him, kind of stands next to the tree in a similar way, and says, come with me for a bit. And that's the end of the comrade to arms, and... With that, I'll jump into our last chapter of the day, where we are greeted with a beautiful waterfall and our two protagonists walking um, in the chapter confession. So, Casca pulls Gut over, presumably to have a hard heart-to-heart, -heart, or so he thinks. But while they're walking, without even facing him, she says, defend yourself. <laughs> and Guts pauses, and he's like, huh? And he's like, wait, 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 hold on, what's this all about? And he's like, we haven't said anything, like gotta be kidding me like we can't meet like this and while he's you know trying to talk his way out of it Costco whips her sword out and swings it right at guts no one of stopping and he blocks it with his sword 
And, you know, he kind of backs up, waves his hand. He's like, time out, time out, time out. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You tried to kill me. I don't know what's going on. And while he's still trying to talk his way through it, Casca's going for his neck again, right? So they go into a little bit of about, um, Guts doesn't pull his sword out. He, like, kind of, like, you know, kicks Casca around. He moves around a bit, moves himself around. But he blocks the he blocks it with the hilt of the sword a few times. But the whole time, he's like, really, leave me alone. And she's, you know, begging him, like, draw your sword right now. And, you know, at the very last second, he trips her and she falls, right? He's like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, you're really reckless. I don't know why you can't tell me anything. Like, it's a little too much for you to try to kill me when I haven't seen you in a year. You know, as Casa's kind of gathering herself off the ground, she asks him, why did you come back? It's your fault. You destroyed all of it. It's your fault. And, she, you know, she jumps off the floor, takes her sword above her head, and, like, swings right at Guts, and they cross swords, right? Because Guts, now Guts has his sword out. I think you can tell that this is a little more serious than he was guessing. And, you know, he's also taken aback by this, because he's like, it's my fault. And Casca's like, yes, everything. Griffith, the hop, everything. You messed it up. You know, while she's still swinging her sword at him, she's like, because you left us, you abandoned Griffith. And, you know, this is this is basically a whole year of bullshit that she's taking out of him. So she's swinging, not even sort of trying to, like, hold it back, right? And finally, Guts catches her hand, and he's like, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't be serious, right? The, Griffith would never leave because of me. That's not a thing. This is this is Griffith just doing Griffith stuff, right? It couldn't be. And then this moment, right, you can see that Casca is, like, realizing that Guts doesn't even, like, notice that, you know, what his connection was to Griffith. And, you know, she kind of looks down and she's like, you really are, like, a fool. You're really a fucking idiot, Guts. <laughs> and with that, she um, tries to, tries to, like, she like knees him to get her sword out of the way and then like almost cuts him on the on the chin and she says you know i thought i told you back then that someone who wants to accomplish something if it's grand endures that more than other people do going back into her you know explanation for why griffith does what he does you know how he makes himself strong when he's not supposed to all the burdens that he has you know the ideals and dreams aren't enough but at the end of the day guts is what made him weak and griffith was no good without him and in that moment, you know, Guts, you know, flashes back to that time that he was walking away from Griffith while he was kneeling in the snow. But, you know, as he's distracted, Casca actually manages to stab him and get through a piece of his armor. Um, she can't really believe it either, but Guts seems a little more calm about it. Um, she kind of is shaking while the sword's still in him, right? And he starts to kind of pull it out with his hands. Which is kind of funny because he's like cutting his hands while he's doing it. He's starting to like kind of pull it out. And Casca's like, you should have been able to dodge. Like, what's going on? Like, stop playing with me. Like, it's leading. That's, 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 that's enough. Please stop. And, you know, while she's freaking out that she actually hurt him, um, you know, Guts is pulling the sword out. And he's like, so what else would you think I should have done, huh? Ali did what Griffith wanted and what, what do you want me to do? And, you know, he's like just bleeding out where she stabbed him. He's kind of, you can tell he's kind of like, you know, out of it a little bit too. And he's like, I just, it's my own thing. What else should I have done? And, you know, he's just asking her like over and over, like, what did you want me to do? Like, I, I thought that this was the example we were supposed to follow. And, you know, of course, Casca's just like overcome with emotion. She can't believe she actually stabbed him. Like, 
he's still holding onto the sword, like holding her into place while she's trying to pull it out. And eventually, you know, he lets go. The sword comes out. It falls to the ground. It's got cuts covered in his blood. He's got like a big hole in his chest, right? And, you know, Casca's gathering herself up off the ground again. And she says, you know, I know what you're saying is right. I really do. But I just can't take it anymore. And she has this really like sad look on her face. She's kind of smirking. With not like a satisfied smirk. It's like, I'm fucking done, man. I've, I've done all I can. You know, she goes into it. And, and then, you know, Guts, who's a little more gathered up, kind of is staring at her. But she's like, you know, I told you before I wanted to be a Griffith side. I want to be a sword. And, you know, she's like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, I remember. She's like, that wasn't true. That the me who wished to become that way was bluffing. I'm sure I'm sure I genuinely meant it at first. But I realized Griffith's not a god and I am a woman. How easy would it have been if I could just make my heart feel the way I want it to? So, you know, she kind of just keeps talking to him about how she did realize that, you know, Princess Charlotte was Griffith's goal, right? That was what he was going to do to try to get his place in royalty. And that she's not stupid, right? Like, she heard, she didn't hear everybody talking about it behind her back, but she could put two and two together, right? She's like, I knew that it would be the fastest shortcut. And knowing Griffith, I knew he'd be sure to take it someday. But, you know, even with that happening now, I I still wanted to be near him. And, you know, if I couldn't be near him as a woman, it would be as a sword, you know, I mean, that they were never going to have that relationship just like judo and griffith and guts talked about but you know it was something that she would have you know at least be something indispensable for him but you know the day that guts left she realized that there was no more room next to griffith and things changed but you know her dream had already ended kind of due to guts so you know guts takes all this in and while, you know, he's still thinking about it, she tells him, you know, I can't do it anymore. I've tried to protect the band of the hawk. I couldn't be a woman. I couldn't be a sword. I couldn't be enough for this world. It, and it just ended up being fruitless and hopeless. We don't even know what's going to happen next. And I just can't. I'm so tired. And, you know, we get a close-up look at Casca's face. And she's, like, not all there. You know, her pupils aren't really open. Her eyes aren't really open. She's got this smile on her face. But it's not really, like... Once again, it's not a happy smile. It's like a, you know, I've settled in smile. But, you know, while she says this, she says, you know, I'm so tired and you do the rest. And while she does that, she falls backwards on her favorite thing to do, as we learned through this comic. Pascal does her favorite thing and falls off a cliff. So <laughs> while she's falling, um, Guts reaches in with the hand that he used to pull the sword out um, and grabs her before she can fall all the way down. You know, she said, you know, as as he's pulling her up, he says that, you know, there's one more thing she realized from that day is that even though she hate him, even though she wants to kill him, she, she, yeah, she doesn't she doesn't finish the thought. She's just kind of like, even though I want to kill him, even though I hate him so much, you know, like dot, 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 ellipses, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> you know, and Guts goes back into the thing that he did when he, you know, fell with Casca down the cliff after he yanks her back onto the on onto safety and he's like what the hell are you thinking don't you ever go near a cliff again i can't be deal i can't deal with being dragged off two or three more times right kind of re referring to the fact that god damn it why do you keep falling off of cliffs you know he's like you're always getting hurt and you know i, I can't i can't take it right and you know she kind of flips it back on him holds his hand where he's kind of covering his wound and she's like no you're always getting hurt it's always because of me 
you're always bleeding. You're such a fool. And she, you know, headbutts him right in the middle of his chest. And he's kind of just sitting there, like, I think he's just shocked to see this so much emotion from Casca, but also never had this conversation before, right? But he holds her as she, you know, rests her, che- her head in the chest. He starts kissing her on her forehead. She starts kissing back. And then we see the two of them, you know, settle down onto the floor near the waterfall. And with that, we end uh, the chapter confession. And it seems these two have made up pretty nicely. Yay. And then <laughs> that wasn't... that's how yeah. it ends. There's nothing else. Yeah. Happens. And this is where Berserk ends. Thank you all for coming to episode 28. Yeah. No. Um, I yeah, will never so... stop making that joke, by the way. Slash. This would have been a, this would have been a, this would have been a great end. No, but yeah, I I do like this whole conversation at the end. Yeah, because this is the only way this could happen with these two, right? Like, oh yeah, they're soldiers, so she's got to you know try to kill him first, and then he's got to get stabbed, and like yeah, it's dramatic in all the ways it can only be with this series, and you know, of course, you know, Casca tries to kill herself, like God. it's just. I, oh gosh! God, I remember when I was watching the anime first time when she started backing up. I was like, "Why? <laughs> Why are you doing this right now?" And like, I kind of get it because like she's completely worn out and she has like not slept more than like three hours a day, probably if that by this point. And like, yeah, you do dumb shit when you're tired, man. There <laughs> sometimes there's just some stuff you do and you wake up and you're like. So let's all pretend that didn't happen and I didn't do that because <laughs> I'm normal again now. And that's kind of <laughs> what <laughs> I'm choosing to believe happened here. Other than yeah. Mira just being like, ah, the woman couldn't take it. She's going to throw herself off a cliff. But I also think it like works for Costco's character too, because like, I don't know. It's like she says, like, I don't know if I'm like just keeping up. Like a dream for someone who's like not even around anymore. And I get like yeah. how hopeless that feels, especially when that was her like driving motivation for so long. So Yeah, no, that's what see, I'm I I think that what keeps it from being like the weak woman moment is the fact that like she she does like explain herself, right? Like yeah. she's like, yo, you like took my role in a relationship that I wanted, like and it wasn't even the first role I wanted. I wanted to be his woman, but then I couldn't even have that. So I wanted to be his mercenary. And then you took that from me. Like, it's yeah. like, it's like you know, life's been be- beating her down. And then on top of that, she had to run the Hawks, even though the whole time she has no faith in it, really. But the only thing keeping her going is Griffith. And even then, she won't really be able to have that. Like, it's like, if you've ever been suicidal before, right? It's like that cyclical thinking you start getting into where it's like, yeah. you know, like, well, fuck this. This is no point. And then you could, and then all of a sudden, like, yeah, how would it feel after a guy you haven't seen in a year who you cared a lot about just suddenly pops up again? Yeah, it's fucked up. Like, how else are you supposed to receive that, right? Because another point to that is that even Guts knows, that, like, this is ridiculous, right? Like, the, him showing up. Like, when Corcus doesn't, says, like, I'm not going to call you the Raider leader. He doesn't even argue with him. He's like, yeah, you're right. I wasn't here. Um, yeah. He tries to, I think he was, he wanted to say that to Casca, I think, but you know, the way the conversation went, it just didn't get around to it. But like, yeah. he obviously knows that he hasn't been here for the roughest shit, right? And he has been through some rough shit. So I feel like he kind of gets 
why they're like all like bonded together now right and like he's not a part of that as much so i don't know i feel like it kind of showed that guts has grown since that last time but you kind of see the childishness when like casca is like why the fuck did you leave and he's like well what else was i supposed to do like it's just kind of again like i i don't know like it, it like he doesn't know what else to tell her it's like yeah i left it happened but like you knew what the situation was you know it's very like it's a well-written, like, couple of chapters of, like, yeah, Guts is back, but it's not all happy shit, right? Like, you know, some people are really fucking mad at him. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I don't know, I think, like you said, like, Guts gets that better than anybody, and is, like, pretty... I feel like since he already, like, expects the worst thing to happen to him, I think it's almost more surprising to him when people do welcome him back with open arms. Then, like, if someone's like, yeah, you, you fucking left, dude. Like, I don't know. And he's like, no, yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, I can't say anything to that. But I don't know. Because, like, when his dudes come up, he's just like, oh, shit. Like, y'all are still here. And you missed me. That's weird. He's taken (laughs) off guard. He's like, oh, I, like, left. You guys, like, still want to talk to me. That's crazy. Yeah. No, there's, I don't know, there's so much with the reunion where, like, I feel like it's a very good character study just because, like, of how everybody reacts so differently to what's going yeah. on. Because it's obviously, like, a very big emotional situation, right? And then yeah, you get, like, people who don't know everything that was going on, right? And they're all just excited Guts is back because they're like, oh, this is the guy that, like, saved our asses, right? Like, we yes. really need this right now. And then yeah, you get he's like hope for them, right? It's not even yeah. like, it's not even like oh, our best friend for some of them. It's like oh my god, we might not die. Like this is yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, no, and they're like oh god, like this is like if we can't have Griffith right now, but we have like Costco and guts now. So like it's it's good. We're good. But then there's like you know there's Rickert who's crying as per always about everything. He lo- he looks like he's about to have like a panic attack. He's like. <laughs> So overwhelmed, and then you know, Jado and Pippin, or Jado and Pippin, and they're just like cool guy, like yeah, you're back, yeah, hooray, yeah. They they they're known for keeping their cool, like literally the entire like yeah. manga. So that yeah, makes they're sense. like, we'll we'll like talk to you later, like we could let this go, and then of course, Corcus is Corcus or whatever. Yeah, but, I I feel like he's still. I don't know. I like I like Corcus. What purpose Corcus serves sometimes because. Yeah. I feel like part of this is, like, you know, you want to see all sides of, like, what's going on, right? And I, I don't know. I, I do kind of get tired of sometimes when you do see, like, stuff like this happen. It's like, it's back. Nobody's mad about this, right? Or the general sentiment is everybody's mad. <laughs> this is stupid. And, it's, and you know, I feel like Corcus being, like, his old drunk self, like, just being like, yeah, whatever. Fuck you. I don't care if you're back. Like. Yeah, it, it's kind of like yeah. Not everybody's gonna forgive you, right? Like not everybody's yeah. gonna be like, oh, this is great. The the big hero came back. Especially somebody's jealous as Corcus, right? Like we already right. know Corcus has issues with guts, and then now you know he, he's going into full hater mode because because guts is back. So yeah, no, I I do like you said. Like I appreciate Corcus honestly because it. 
I don't know. Like, I, I, I feel like if everyone was just, like, happy, I'd be like, surely there's, like, some people. But, like, I feel like a lot of those people would have left already, right? Like, yeah, there's kind of like, oh, well, you know, like, nobody's here who can help anymore, so why would I stay here kind of thing. Exactly. So there's just... I don't know. I also cannot imagine, like, what it took for Casca to keep, like, her composure and just be like, all right, guys, we gotta, like, do this shit and get this done. And, like, not immediately, like, accost Guts like she probably wants to. (laughs) Because I would want to, but that would, A, make her look bad and, like, in front of the men, right? And then, B, would just, like, not really serve any purpose in that moment. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I feel like also she, like Judo said even, like, she was put in this role. She didn't, it's not fair to her that she's in this role, but she is. And I think she takes that kind of thing, like, very seriously. Like, like she does everything. Like, Casca, if she has a flaw, but also, like, a strength that is taking things very seriously all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And... And I and I understand like where she's coming from with guts. I think she's re- I think she's resentful towards both guts and Griffith, right? Yeah. Like because who knows? Because she could have found G- Griffith the next day and start kicking his ass too. Because because like really, you're gonna throw all of this away for this guy? Like yeah. I understand where the resentment's coming from, but also you can tell what her true feelings are about them because <laughs> when she stabs guts, she's like, "Wait, you're supposed to dodge that." Like she's like, yeah. "Wait." You were that wasn't supposed to happen, but you can tell it's just like her brain's not working. She's not thinking about the fact that she can kill him with this sword. It was like she, it's almost like she saw him earlier and was like, I'm gonna kick his ass, and that's all she could think about. It's like, yeah, you put me through all this bullshit, and then you come through and save the day. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. And you know, I, I feel like her the way that they like made her character change, even since the last chapter we like saw her when mm-hmm. you know all the stuff was happening between her and, you know, Guts and Griffith, like, she's obviously, like, hardened a lot. And we see some more of that, but we see some more of that as, like, you know, the band gets back together and everything, but she's also, like, very tired, like you said, right? Like, she's put it all together, but it's almost, like, out of, like, obligation. <laughs> like, right. It's like she, like, she is forced into this role, and she's not gonna give up on it, but if she happens to jump off a cliff, y'all shouldn't be, um, surprised at all right no i i don't know i wish she would kick griffith ass like even <laughs> in the state he's in <laughs> yes like, no like you fucking moron you fucking idiot like yeah. you've obviously gotten like the shit beat out of you so i'm not gonna do that but like good fucking god i i don't know it's yeah yeah, it's 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 a it's a rough time for her. I feel like she really got saddled with her like guts and Griffith's like bullshit, right? Like she got caught in the middle. Yes, and, you know it is intentional with like that's the thing is like I refuse to like believe that like that's not intentional with the writing, right? Like that's obviously what's happening is she got caught in this like struggle between them two, and like you know there's other little like little meta moments like when guts is like this you with this fucking cliff again like. It's not fainting off of cliffs. I can't take this shit anymore, right? Like, it's obvious that, like, you know, the point is that they are, like, playing tug of war with Casca and they don't even really know it, right? But they're all kind of playing tug of war with each other. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. It's a very triangle sort of dynamic. Not not yeah. necessarily even a love triangle, just like yeah. there's always something happening that causes some tension. But, yeah. I don't know. I feel like, you know, what I was kind of talking about earlier with Guts, where he was, like, surprised at how happy everyone was, like, I... The fact that he genuinely didn't realize how much he meant to Griffith was, (laughs) you kind of want to be like, yeah, stupid. But also, Mm. you kind of see that, like, when he's thinking about leaving, too. Because obviously, he doesn't view himself as, like, an equal to Griffith, right? So how could he possibly, like, mean something to him significantly like that? Yeah. And, like, having everyone be like, yeah, Griffith was depressed because of you. And, you know, it's coming from Rickert, so he's kind of like... Yeah, that that sucks, I guess. But then later, when he's fighting Casca and she's like, you know, it's your fault. Like, Griffith fucked up because of you. And he's, like, fucking sweating. And he looks like he's, like, about yeah. to have a breakdown. And he's like, no, like, it's, it's Griffith. Like, why yeah. would you do that? <laughs> Don't that, blame that's the, on me. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like one of those moments where you can tell he's, like, thought this. He's, like, thought this in his head like so hard that like it was such a settled thought in his head that Griffith didn't care about him yeah because and it's been building ever since the moment he saw like you know him give his little speech to Charlotte yeah he saw Griffith do that it's like he's been mold- he's been like spinning it over in his head but he never talked to Griffith about it mm-hmm. and the only person he really did talk to about it with it was Casca and Judo mm-hmm. um so yeah, I mean, it's just like a shock to him. He's like, no, it, this had to be like something else. It couldn't, like, even though they're telling him, yeah, it happened the day after you left. It ha- We haven't talked to him since, but we're all 99% sure that's why it happened. He's like, no, this is like a plan. Like, he's even almost like, no, this is all part of Griffith's plan, right? Like, this yeah. is like, like, it's almost like you can't even blame him so much for his own, like, lack of self-worth in that situation because that's what he heard Griffith say, right? And they haven't yeah. had any conversation besides that. So what else is he going to think besides, yeah, this guy just thinks I'm like a fucking tool. So of course he doesn't care that much, but you know, obviously this is all taking him off guard. And it just shows how much like Griffith really did like shield himself from everybody. But yeah. it's also kind of you're using this trope of like, <laughs> men aren't in tune with their emotions or know like what the fuck is going on because Casca's yeah. telling him like yeah dude he fucking loved you you were like his right hand man that's exactly why he did it and Guts is like huh <laughs> <laughs> what what do you mean yeah. and I mean like you could you could argue that it's like you know him growing up without having any care or anything like that so it's hard for him to fathom anyone actually like reciprocating that level of affection you know like like he is to an extent doing this like for Casca but he is mainly like making himself stronger so that he can stand with and challenge Griffith and like be a friend in that way that's the whole reason he left and to begin with and so like to hear that (laughs) his like departure impacted like and, and, and like impacted everyone in a way he didn't even intend, first of all, but also finding out that it was because he was cared for in that way already. I can't imagine like what that felt like. But yeah. also, he and Griffith are horrible at communicating. And it would have Terrible. never been communicated <laughs> ever in any capacity. <laughs> so. Right. And that's the thing, right? Like, they could have 
and that's the thing is that we don't know how this could have gone, right? Because, <laughs> like you said, I don't think that would have happened because the closest we ever got to that was Griffith being like, "Hey, you think I'm mean?" <laughs> to Gus a few chapters ago, right? He's like, <laughs> nah. "Hey, he's like, am I a bad guy?" Like, I'm not a bad guy, am I? And then Gus just kind of being like, "I'm not gonna say yes or no." Yeah, <laughs> so. I, I, I'm not gonna answer that. Uh, but you wanted to be top dog, so he he literally goes like, "Bro, I am a murderer. You're asking the wrong person." Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know what kind of moral scale we're working off of here, but like I'm probably not the person to ask this shit. <laughs> exactly. I I don't know. It's it, it's. It's just a good, like you said, it's a good character study with all these characters reuniting because I feel like even though, it, yes, the year that passed for us as readers, it's been two chapters, right? There wasn't really anything. And I feel like what, I feel like another thing that's well done is that like, they kind of tell us like, you didn't need to see, you didn't really need to see what happened. Like we can sum it up pretty well for you. Guts literally did nothing. He was swinging a sword in the mountains. We'll see where he was later. We do get more insight into exactly what he was doing, right? But he was swinging his sword, fucking around in the forest, right? And the rest of the band of the hawk were dying from dysentery and shit. So, I mean, not really much to see besides that, right? Like, and what I respect about Berserk is this is literally where some shit, like, and I know these are not the same type of manga, right? But, like, this is some shit where, um, what's it called? Um, Naruto or some other manga would have made us read about that fucking year. There would have been so much filler for no goddamn reason just to get to this moment, which is another reason I respect Berserk. It respects my time because other time skips happen (laughs) and they're in less than a page because the reason the time skip happens is that they're like, listen, we got to age them up for some fucked up shit. Also what happened doesn't really matter. So, (laughs) so, so let's just, Let's get over it. So I do respect that, right? But I also respect that he does give it time to breathe. Like, in these last few chapters, we've seen Casca, like, collapse from exhaustion. But at the same time, like, turn around to her men and go, we fucking got this, right? Like, she's not showed any of this, like, her crying or, like, like losing her shit to anybody but probably, like, judo, right? Over the past year or so. And even then... Only person she showed it to before that was Guts. Like, nobody's ever seen her like this. So it's good to see, like, yeah, that's still exactly how she is. Because what did she do? She waited until everybody was drunk sleep the next morning and said, okay, it's emotion time. Let me go. <laughs> let me yeah. go get Guts and let me go beat his ass behind the, behind the camp. <laughs> yeah. For what she is fully valid, by the way. I completely respect her choice. Yeah. You, yeah. God. But, totally get uh, it. I don't know. There's, I feel like these last few chapters have had like, or these last few episodes we've done even have had like so much happen like emotionally in them. Mm-hmm. But like, <laughs> when you distill it down to like what it is, it's just very simple. Like they're complex feelings, but it's like very yeah. simple motivations with it. Yeah, and yeah, the characters are still the same characters. Yeah, I feel like that's part of what makes like Mira's storytelling so good is because he like he's very good at like creating situations that are easy to understand and like parse for the most part, but also like still carry such big emotions despite being such a simple like concept. But right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, for for being such like simple character, like 
motivations, right? Because we know what the struggle is between all of them. And like I, and like we both said, like we talk about like, oh, they're gay for each other and all that stuff like that, right? Like it, it is like funny to say all that. But what I do like is that he doesn't make it like this boringly explicit like love triangle thing. Yeah, like it's complicated. It's very complicated. You can't just look at this and be like, "Well, he wants to fuck her, and she wants to like." It's not that, right? Like, no. it's years of like, you know, he saved me from a traumatic situation, but he's also not the greatest guy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, something that Casca and Guts relate to when it comes to Griffith. But then, like, mm-hmm. you know, Griff came from a shitty situation, and we do get more into insight into that later, right? But yeah, it's it's all kinds of like complex emotions but then they give you these simple characters to work with so like whenever guts is like taken aback by like he left because of you like he he abandoned us and made that mistake because of you like it makes sense why he doesn't believe that he doesn't think any like you said he doesn't think anybody cares about him he didn't think griffith cared about him his own father figure didn't care about him that's all he's been having nightmares about recently like you know it just makes it just everything just makes sense right and the kiss at the end of the chapter between guts and Casca also just makes sense. It's not like, oh yeah, you know, no, it's not tacked on romance. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, this makes sense because I, I'm one of those who kind of hates that trope sometimes, where it's like the man and woman are fighting and then they start like fucking or whatever, right? Like, mm. I usually don't like that trope because sometimes it's like unwarranted. But I feel like in the right. berserk world, like, and especially because of where their relationship has been building the past like couple years, like this just makes like sense and. You know, and we and we go into detail later because there is like a sex scene. There's like a sex scene next chapter, right? And it's important because it's not just <laughs> right. Uh, it's not just you know you're going ah yes my OCs get the fuck hell yeah. I mean part of it is definitely <laughs> because of that, but it's also traumatic as fuck, right? Like I'm scrolling through it now and I'm like ah yeah no this is not uh, not fun stuff and. All of that is still based on stuff we already know about the characters. None of this just comes out of nowhere. We know that both of these guys aren't quick to have sex because, you know, look at their history. Like, Guts was raped as a child. Um, Costco was sold into fucking child, like, sex slavery. Like, it's not exactly like, you know... Like it's not it's not uncalled for, and that's what I like like about it, right? Because there's no such thing yeah. as like a, I feel like that's when you get in the weird territory. I remember there was a funny conversation online about quote unquote necessary sex scenes, but like this doesn't feel like you know somebody mashing two action figures together, right? It's like yeah. no, like this is a character development moment, like, and it's more about vulnerability, which I'm excited about getting into next chapter, right? I think, like, a good media example that I can think of off the top of my head for, like, unnecessary sex scenes is Game of Thrones. Because, like... Oh, yeah. Incessant. Like, it's just, like, thrown in there. Like, they're having a conversation that does not need to be happening while they are fucking and also doesn't make sense for them to be Yeah! And... It's it's just... It's so stupid. And, like, I remember one scene... I was like, this is dumb. And then I found out they added it in to have, like, an additional sex scene while it was happening. And I was like, why'd you do that? Like, you didn't even need to do all of that. And that's a lot of these, a lot of Game of Thrones, too. It's crazy. No, it really is. It's probably, like, half of Game of Thrones, honestly. Yeah. Especially in later seasons. But, like, I feel like this scene, like... 
it's so sincere um and like you and like you said like it's been building for a while like it's not out of the blue we've gotten hints like they've been flirting with each other the past couple years yeah yeah. and there's like the whole like enemies to lovers whatever the fuck that people love so much you know like it's all very like cut and dry in that sense but like i feel like i don't know the reason i feel like uh it isn't like a weird love triangle with griffith is that they all care for each other like in their own ways and because the way that balances sometimes that is unequal but like it's not like Casca truly hates everything Guts does, right? Like, she can act yeah. he's done things and for Griffith, who she loves. And so that was kind of, like, the gateway into her being like, okay, like, I can accept Guts in, like, this way. And even though, like, Casca annoyed Guts, he's like, well, she means a lot to Griffith and she does a lot for the Band of the Hawks. So, like, you know, there's, like, this slow building of mutual respect and having, like, Griffith, who, like, does value both of them regardless what that actually means like he does value both of them yeah so it's in his own special way yeah (laughs) like i think i think griff is harder to like pin down because like we talked about like he doesn't always view people as necessarily like people sometimes it's more of like a concept of a person and what they can do in that scenario so i think like he probably approaches like emotional needs that way too but (laughs) it's Which is why it's so devastating when Guts leaves, because, like, (laughs) Griffith has never communicated that he's an important person to him, right? Like, he's never, like, truly said that. He's just kind of, like, he's like, oh, yeah, he knows I appreciate him and that I, like, value him. I Like, we we highlight each other and he told me that he did not tell me I'm a shitty person, so it's okay. Exactly. Um, (laughs) It's, It's almost too realistic. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it hurts a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. I'm like, ooh, don't, <laughs> don't say that, Mira. Um, but I don't know. Like, I think it's a, re- it's honestly a really good example of how three very different types of trauma can affect people in very different yeah. ways and like produce different outcomes. Because like at the core, it's like the same thing where it's like sexual assault, but they all came out of it very differently, and because of their upbringings, yeah. like treated things very differently as they grew up and coped with it differently so it's i don't know it's just really interesting to see and also like with guts having his no touchy kind of stuff like him actually like hugging Costco on his own volition and kissing her is a really big step for him and a really yeah. big thing so it's a huge thing we've never yeah. we've never seen him like and that's the thing right like this is kind of been like a background thing too is like we see um the other guys in the band hawk like go to the bars and like go try to pull women and shit like that and we've never seen guts do that like that's just not a part of what he does like he's not intimate in that way right which i think is like a good move on like that sort of development because it's good to have those things in there just to have the context of like no this isn't like a sexless comic like it's just like that's just not what our character is doing right now right right and which like, I feel like lends to like what is an unnecessary sex scene, quote unquote, right? Um, with the Game of Thrones things, I totally understand that because there are parts of Game of Thrones where there's exposition happening, but like somebody's dick deep in somebody, so you have to like yeah. watch the exposition. And like you said, a lot of it is added in. A lot of it wasn't in the source material. It was just people being yeah. horny. So, um, I, I, 
I don't understand when it's like, because that's the thing. As like, just to be totally clear, if I wanted to watch porn, I'd watch porn, right? Like, it's yeah. it's it's just one of those things. I'd even watch one of the porns that's hilarious and is basically a movie with twenty minute acting scenes in between the thirty five minute fucking scenes, right? Like, if yeah. that's what they wanted to do, I would do that. So I I think it is kind of weird when that happens, which is not what we've seen with, which, which is not what we've seen with Berserk, but there are mangas in certain genres that do that, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I do like that it's, like, reserved for specific moments, right? And you kind of see yeah. where Mir is leading with it with this one, right? So, and like you said, like, the development of the relationships makes sense, because, like you said, it's not all, like, like, Asuka didn't fall in love with Guts as soon as he came to the picture, right? She fucking hated him. Oh yeah, she and, was like, fuck you. Like she straight up yeah, straight up hated the guy. She had to fucking sleep next to him first night to keep his body warm. Like she fucking hated him. So now we've gone to that, like something that was non-consensual. Like she didn't want to fucking do that. To, you know, she's willingly sharing this with him. And it's really sweet. We'll talk about it next time. Like there's some yeah. stuff that happens that's like really like well done on Mir's part. Very well but, done. Yeah, yeah. So very excited for those next chapters, but also really good to see um the character development as far as like guts and Casca specifically like mm-hmm. just to see like that raw conversation with them where like neither one of them's like very certain about what's going on like she's trying to kill him but she's not even aware that he can die like it's just so many messy messy emotions yeah. because you know like and that's the thing like she obviously didn't even want to hurt him which is another like small thing right like she didn't want to actually like like when she hurt him, she started like crying because she's like, God damn it, he's always getting hurt because that hurts her, right? Like it's all these different little yeah. things that are put together well. So yeah. Yeah. And I will probably elaborate more on this next time, but like I think it also really says something that this is like the first genuinely tender moment in Berserk, technically, yes. because like every other sex scene has not been great. Like the stuff with Griffith and Charlotte was like borderline but she liked it so uh you know like it, you can say so many things about that and then there's so much like molesting and sexual assault and then outright rape happening and so this is like yeah. really the first time that there has been like a healthy uh we'll we'll, we'll talk about it later that there's yeah. a, a sex scene that is consensual but also like there's so much like reciprocity in it. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't mind talking about it next time. I'm actually kind of looking forward to talking about it, despite yeah. our summary is probably just going to be like, and then this happened, and then we're going to talk about this. And they this had for sex. A while, and then yeah. They had more sex. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So yeah. No, very, very excited. But yeah. 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 No, I, I, I do think it is important, though, because one thing that people do talk about, like, if you heard of Brute Berserk, there is, like, a lot of talks about, like, there's a lot of rape in this comic, right? Which, yeah. there is. Don't there is. Yeah. Oh, somebody's read a couple of volumes forward. Yeah, there is. Um, so, but that's the thing, is that, like, when you see scenes like this, it is, like, you can know, you know that the author knows the difference, right? It isn't just, yeah. like, thrown in there. And I feel like that's what I really respected about this moment, because I didn't expect this. Right? Like, I was like, oh, oh okay like i was yeah. like oh that's not what i expected so no, that as, as somebody who's read who's reading this for the first time i didn't really thought it was you know important to see these two characters have this happen and mm-hmm. not have it be like a you know 
either too sappy or just her being like fuck off and then that's it right like that, yeah. that to me that would that wouldn't be the natural progression of these characters and it would have been really boring to just have Casca be like I'm dark Casca now and I'm evil or something <laughs> like that so yeah 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 and Again, I'll get into this in more detail next time, but, like, I appreciate that it's not, like, built up to be, like, a hate-fucking thing, you know? Like, oh, yeah, I hate oh you, my God. I love you, and I want to bone you kind of thing. Like, that's it is what a- I hate about that trope. That's that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, like, this is much more, like, sincere than that, and, like, genuinely, they do both care about each other despite having complicated feelings, and I do like that a lot yes. in this. Like, Like, I'm not above, like, hate fucking stuff and like I don't know like when you're making up like fanfic or some shit like that but like within like actual media I tend to not like it just because I feel like it's done very poorly most of the time and so I'm, it just like, seems I don't... horny for the sake of being horny which, exactly like, yeah don't make so porn. It's not... yeah there's no need to have it like here you know yeah, like, there's no I... yeah yeah and uh oh god I had another thought and it flew out of my head what the fuck was I going to say? No. Uh, no, it was there and then it was gone. Um, <laughs> well, oh my God. I, yeah, anyway, I'll figure it out. I do think that that's like a funny thing that I do see come up a lot because, you know, just to like run out the conversation. I do want to talk about the book thing that you mentioned mm-hmm. um, yes. just to kind of back away from Berserk in a second. But I, w- one, thing, <laughs> one thing I do... Um, I do kind of see a comment on is like a lot of people being like, there are a lot of sex scenes and things. Right. But mm-hmm. I, I always feel like the context matters more than like what people are mad about. Right. Like, yeah. I, I, I feel, I feel like I, saw, I see a lot of people be like, you know, like game of Thrones. I totally understand people say that. Like, that's kind of annoying. Cause it's like, like, like I said before, I feel like so many more directors would should just go make porn because yeah. there's just something about, watching something and being like no this is in here because it's horny and i'm not watching something that's romantic i'm not watching something that is like x y or z or has to have those feelings in it i'm watching like a like action drama right right so so that's what i'm always kind of like all right well cool let's throw that in like it's not like a well-rounded show type of thing so like that's how i always felt about it but i do like I don't know. Like that's just kind of the main point that some people should just go, just go make porn. Like it's there, it's right there. You have all the resources. You don't yeah. have all your prestige actors and stuff, but like you know, <laughs> like some of y'all are just horny, and I can tell. Like you just threw it in yeah. there, and you're like, "This will be hot," and like that is cool sometimes. But if if that's like what like you know eighty five percent of your show is, I have a very new medium to show you. Like I don't. Yeah, just just go make an etchy or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, like I don't know. I was I remembered my thought. Um, and then we'll round it out. But (laughs) I just I was thinking like this is probably more meaningful than like some of the romance scenes I've seen in like shoujo romances that I've enjoyed, because like I feel like a lot of the time those get like very bogged down. Not even with sappiness. Sometimes just with like again, horniness or whatever, and it's just kind of like, this didn't necessarily serve a purpose, and I'm not really sure why this is here. And, mm-hmm. like, I feel like that is very common in anime and manga, which is why some people don't always like it. It's common in a lot of forms of media, but that's yeah. something people 
point to a lot when they're like, oh, I don't like it. And you're like, why? And they're like, uh, cause it's like weird and horny. And I'm like, okay, like I can't, I can't dispute yeah. that. There's yeah. like so many things that are weird and horny and it's such a broad form of media that there's so much yeah. within it that isn't like that. So. Yes. But yeah. yeah. It's like when somebody recommends like, like when somebody says like, oh, read this Yuri, right? There are some people who hear that and oh, they're like, oh, that's, that's just porn. And it's yeah. like, well, no, not exactly, right? So I, I, I do understand that. It's, it, but it yeah. also is funny because I like um, sometimes when I am watching HBO shows, um, I am like, it is a mandate for HBO shows to have sex in them. I think. I don't think no, it is. Like, I don't. Think <laughs> it really like, is. Like, I think we were watching something the other day. I was like, God damn! I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, this is this is like a five or six minute long sex scene. All right, yeah. go off. I guess. Like, um. Yeah, so I, I don't know. It it is like, you know, I guess it is like a personal taste thing. So that's why I try not to like open my mouth about it too much because I don't think it's like super duper serious. Not but usually. Like, no. Yeah, not usually. It's like not that big of a deal. But sometimes I am like, hey, uh, I was just trying to watch this show. But uh. yeah, I honestly <laughs> think sometimes it's just kind of lazy. Personally, I'm like, oh, okay, you just you didn't know how to fill that, so you slapped that in there. That's kind of right. <laughs> Stupid on your part. Um, <laughs> so Matt Smith is in the new Game of Thrones, right? And mm-hmm. he did an interview, <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, there's like too many sex scenes, possibly in it. <laughs> like, I don't know how to feel about that." <laughs> I was just like, "Yeah, yeah." Also, he looks horrible <sighs> in it. I'm just like, I cannot believe they you. are making that shit. I Dude. saw that, and I'm like, "Wait, mm-hmm. they are? It's already out? Like?" Yeah, I keep getting ads, and I'm like, leave me alone. It looks so bad. I don't want any part the of it. The blonde wigs are fucking killing oh, me. I'm looking so at it right bad. now. This is so funny. What the fuck is? Oh my god. Anyway, oh that looks terrible. <laughs> yeah. So I do want to talk about something that you were going to bring up before we talked about um, research. Yes. Yes. So, um, <laughs> I'll introduce it, but you can probably pad it out a little bit better than I can. Got it. Um, so, I did not find out this out through t- Twitter. I found it out through TikTok. And the reason I started looking at it was because I didn't, like, 100% agree with the person who was talking about it. So, I was possibly giving it a little too much benefit of the doubt at first. <laughs> um, but, basically... Yeah. From my understanding of what happened, there was a twenty early twenty something year old girl woman who made a um a problematic authors list, and she threw literally everyone on there. Like it didn't matter like what <laughs> what you had done or written or <laughs> whatever. She it was all on there. So like she had authors yeah. who were like confirmed like rapists up there next to like fucking Shakespeare and shit for like being a misogynist yes, in his yes. and stuff. Which there's plenty to talk about with that. But I and like to me at first I was like in my head because I had just woken up to and I was just like okay like maybe this is more of like a warning thing and like I can't say shit about that because I literally run this podcast with you right like a lot of what we are yeah. doing is talking about things in depth so that if someone comes across it, they're not blindsided, you know? Like, right. there is something out there that they can refer to to be like, okay, I'm not insane. <laughs> or, like, yeah. have some kind of heads up going in. Right. And so, 
to me, like, in my head, and, you know, like, how I would approach this would be like, oh, this is, like, warning about people's work so that you don't walk into it unknowingly, right? Right. I forgot (laughs) that for most people, like, problematic means, like, you need to cancel it. And I don't know why I forgot that in that moment, but I did. That's um, <laughs> and that's the problem with this whole conversation. So I found the list again, right? And you, okay. you hit the nail on the head. What it is is that she put all of these books into this, right? And she didn't stress whether the content had this in it or if the person actually did these things. So that that was the thing oh, okay, is that okay. it was almost indistinguishable in some areas. Right. Um, uh, what I where I stopped reading, what I thought was hilarious, was that I think she had like Hitler on there or something, or it was like no 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 let, let, okay, let okay, me okay. let me rewind that that was that was a fake one that I saw that was really funny, but oh, she so has funny. people on here like Orson Scott Card, um, who we all know is a homophobe, and he said they said that they that he said that um Obama was compared to the bottom of the Hitler or something, right? And like I'm like okay that's that's okay, but then it's like Shakespeare, like you said, and like stuff like that. And very much the tone of what she was saying was what you were saying. It was like we we shouldn't be reading these things. Like they're like they're not worth reading. Is what kind of what the shtick was, which is where I kind of draw the line because I'm like, okay, listen, 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 listen. We're talking about J.K. Rowling for sure. Harry Potter sucks anyway. But yeah. um, <laughs> like I don't know, man. I. I, I feel like a lot of media analysis is in the fucking garbage can because I feel like now people are reading things to avoid making themselves feel bad or feel like they are supporting an artist who may have been dead for 200 years. Right. So a, a lot of people, a lot of it was criticizing, like, like, let me see if I can find it again. Cause it's been deleted and it's kind of getting passed around as. Yeah. Like, I'm trying photos. to find screen caps. Right so now. yeah, it, it's, it's hard to find it. Right. So for instance, she had um, Roald Dahl on there, the guy who wrote the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, because, um, oh yeah, here it is. Um, this is that's the thing, and like I said, this is all indistinguishable for anything that happens in the book or anything that happens in the person's life. So this one they said, racist, sexist, fat shaming, anti-Semitic, supports children abuse, and misogynistic about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, so this is the type of shit we're dealing with. We have Orson Scott Card. Um, writing some pretty right-wing material inside of this book yeah. that I, I, I am a fan of. Like, I am a fan of Ender's Game, but I'm not going to deny that the content has a very specific message to send in some areas, right? Yeah. Next to Charlie in the fucking char- Chocolate Factory. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you hit the nail on the head again when you said that problematic doesn't just mean it's problematic and you should watch out for it. It means it's problematic and if you read this or like this or or like anything about it, or talk about it, or hold it up in any kind of regard, that's bad. And I feel like that is fucking wild. That is a wild position to have on art, especially, yeah. like, like I don't know, like, whatever happened to just being like, well, I didn't fuck with it because I had this, this in it, right? Like, you can say that for yourself, but I feel like there's a difference between putting in here ignoring teenage audiences and murderer, and then not specifying whether the artist was a murderer or the protagonist was a murderer and you didn't yeah. like it. Like, and then on top of this, on top of this whole spiel with the problematic books thing, right? Which this person, I'm pretty sure, might have deleted their account or something. Um, yeah. Which I feel like the point. I feel like the point they should have gotten from what they got is that like. Yeah, whether we like it or not, these books are written by people, and sometimes really shitty people can write like good art. Like yeah, it, it's like that. it's like when I see white women talk about uh, Zora Neale Hurston, right? Like a lot of white women like to talk about how Zora Neale Hurston was right wing, 
and just discount all of her art. And it kind of just is a slap in the face to a lot of black people who are artists and who write a lot, right? Because while Zora Neale Hurston's political shit, I think she had shit political opinions, the writing is still important. And to just kind of tell people don't read these things because of the person's political alignments, which are, yes, harmful, but like there are other things in this art. And there's, like you said, it's a lot of nuance to these things, right? So like, I think it's funny that you have the nuance there and then you throw it all out the window and then put ignores teenage audience next to a literal anti-Semite. Like it's, it's, it's really like fucking weird, especially because like with some of these artists, some of it is like, yes, this content was in the book. And then some of it is, this is something that came out like way later after the book came out or like they like got old and said some weird shit later on. Right. Like it's like all these, like none of this, there's no context to it. And very much the reason that they say they didn't like it is like, it has these things in it and it's fucked up. And it's like, Mm -hmm. okay. So leading into that, there's a video going around on Twitter of this woman criticizing catcher in their eye. Right. Which I, we all have our own opinions on the book. Right. I think it's, an important book for reasons. Not going to say that I like all of the reasons, but there's a lot of nuance to the book, et cetera, et cetera, right? Um, I've never basi- read it, so. <laughs> basically, it, okay, so I'm not going to lie. Reading it as an adult now, you'll have a lot more. Um, I feel like you'll be able to understand where it's coming okay. from better. Yeah, because I feel like this person literally is just like uh, Holden Caulfield's an asshole. He's a loser. He doesn't try hard enough, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And which I think is a really lazy way to see a lot, see the character, because part of the book is also like, yes, he's an asshole, but he also went through trauma, but that doesn't make up for him being an asshole. Like, that's kind of the point of the book, right? Right. And I feel like they just threw a lot out of that out of the window. Like, mm-hmm. she's like, he's racist. He says this thing on this page and it's really uh. fucked up. And I don't like the character because so like just shitting on the whole book because they didn't like some things that were in the book. And that is right. where like. I feel like a lot of media analysis and literary analysis is in the toilet because you'll have somebody turn on a show um, or turn on something and a word that will happen that maybe it's, it can be something written by a gay person using a slur, written by a black person using a slur to get a point across. Right. Mm -hmm. And because it happens, they don't like it. I've already seen it with a league of their own, the new version of it. that's on Amazon. We started watching it last night. Right. And I've already seen people complain about the racism in it as if that's Mm -hmm. not, the point of the goddamn show as if that's okay. not okay. literally one of the fucking themes of the show is that it's the forties and black women can't play baseball. Like that's literally half of the fucking plot. Okay. And yeah. So you can't I, like just exclude <laughs> the racism part of it. Cause that's yes. the point. <laughs> yes. Okay. I, okay just and, making sure. <laughs> and that's the thing. That's the thing that I see is I see people be like, this is problematic because this is in the book. And it's like, well, yeah, because that's what the book's about. And one of the things on, and, and I'm going to just hit my point home. One of the things she had on the list, which was um, the Harper Lee book, to, uh, to Kill a Mockingbird. And she's like, it's racist. And I'm like, I'm, I'm glad that the whole point of that book flew over your fucking head. We don't need to read anymore. You're right. To Kill a Mockingbird is a racist book for racist people. Like, yeah. I think that's when I kind of checked out of that list because I was like, this has to be a joke, right? But then they kept tripling down and quadrupling down. And I feel like now people are in a race not to like read books that are interesting to them and might make them feel uncomfortable. But I feel like part of it is like, how can I read something that treats everyone well, the way that I want them to be treated. um, And also doesn't make me too uncomfortable. And I don't know. I don't know about that. (laughs) I don't know know about some of that. It's like, 
yeah, the book you read's gonna treat people like shit sometimes, and that's gonna like that's how life works too, dude. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I I've noticed this a lot with a lot of things, and like I feel I feel conflicted sometimes for the same reason I feel conflicted talking about like when people talk about like puritanism and fan art and stuff and how people Ugh. are like so quick to cancel people and it's like okay but what are you being canceled over like is it mm-hmm. because you drawing did, a child? You, did you draw a horror theme that was like dark but not like but it's exploring something or did you draw like child porn like what is, what are we talking what what's the level here yes yes and I, I actually found the list, so I am, I've been looking at it while you were talking, and okay, that's why okay, I laughed, good. because it had fucking uh, Dave Fleeky, the um, Captain Underpants writer on there. See, fuck out of so here. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, but like, like you said before, like, I feel like lists like this that are made to be like, easily consumable are never going to be a good idea because you can never put in like the nuance that you need to like it all comes down to like having an actual conversation about things like I think it yeah. is good to talk about how Sylvia Plath was racist like she has written yeah. some very like, influential things but it is good to talk about like the racism yes. in her work I would love to talk more with doc uh, about Dr. Seuss with people because people completely ignore like the yellow face in it and even defend it and that yep. shit's weird um it's oh why is mercedes lackey on this list she has a fucking trans character sorry anyways um (laughs) sorry that was a weird one to see um but yeah like i think there's things to talk about but like you said there's no clarification on what some of this is so you have like fucking colleen hoover who writes shitty (laughs) ya romance and she should not be a writer honestly she sucks but then you also have like this fucking marion bradley zimmer i haven't read her shit but it's like assisted in her husband's pedophilic acts and i'm like how are we like equating all of these things yes i I feel like there's a difference between being like hey you don't want to support this person's vision right like i'm not like for instance like there are people who still like once again orson scott fucking card Duh. Like, you might want to know that about that author before you read it. But once again, I feel like we should make these not to, like, be like, never read this. But it's like, there are thoughts to have about this. And guess what? If that does make you that uncomfortable, go ahead. But I feel like it's so weird to, like, put it out there as, like, this art bad because because of this specific thing, right? Because there are things, like, I don't know. I don't really see, personally, I don't see the worth in reading, like, Mein Kampf, right? Like, I don't really, I, I personally don't see myself reading that right like I, I just don't have any fucking interest in that but like there are so many books that like you said that we have to talk about the problematic parts of these authors i talked about zora yeah. neale hurston earlier we have to mention that she's a conservative you can't like hold up her, her her up as like this great black female writer without talking about she was a fucking conservative so like right. it goes both ways right like i get that but at the same time like we're throwing like i hate this phrase because but it's so relevant recently like you're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. like it's like yeah like is it really all that like you put fucking charlie in the chocolate factory on there next to somebody who is a pedophile do you know yeah. where your standards are or are we just like flying by the seat of our pants now like yeah and yeah. i think it's good to like talk about Roald Dahl's anti-semitism like there yes. is a lot oh yeah he said about Yes. There's a lot to be said about that, especially with like the witches and shit. But like, yes, I feel like lists like this it's so reductive because I'm because I'm looking at it again, mm. and so 
sorry. I am so sorry. I just read the George R. R. Martin one. It's like has over 200 sex acts of sexual violence in his book series. And I don't know why that made me laugh, but it's yeah, I know. So it's kind I of just, funny. It's like, damn, you went back and counted each one. That's yeah, kind of funny. And like, like all of them, but this makes me think like they're getting their information from someone else also. So they're like finding people's like recountings of things or like ask people for like their opinions while they were making making this like list mm -hmm. but like i think like sometimes the way things are written in this list make it sound a lot sillier than it is right because that made me laugh but at the same time i do criticize game of thrones for having all those rape scenes in it right yes like i, I think that is something to criticize and like with john green right below it um this is what i was going to talk about before i saw that one um she has, like, wrote about a kiss in Anne Frank's house, which, like, sounds so silly on paper when you yeah. write it like that, right? But when you're looking at it from a broader context, it's, like, you romanticized, like, a memorial to a Jewish girl with, yes. like, yeah, exactly. your, your romance, which is something yes. to criticize. Yes. So, to me, it's, <laughs> like, the way this is phrased is just opening it up to, like, ridicule. Even though, like, a lot of these things are serious things in their books that should be talked about. And, like, there's also, like, serious things about these authors, like, being rapists and pedophiles. We yes. should be talking about that. That's really important. But when you group it all together like this and you reduce it down so you can fit it in a spreadsheet, like, that... Yes, that's the problem. It's, it's so weird because, like, there's stuff you can say about Anne Rice. And in my, in my opinion, this is not what's wrong with Anne Rice what she has here also because she has attacked people's reviews and spoken defense of a racist what well, we should be talking about with Anne rice is how one of her was, fucking vampires also, was a plantation owner like yes <laughs> let's talk about that. that the first thing and the fir and also what the fuck does the first part have to do with anything who gives a shit I if know. she says anything about anybody's review like like and that's the thing right like and it's not lost on me that the reason it's got so much pile on is because a black woman tweeted it out right like it's not lost on me that that's uh, why it okay. happened I and, didn't know that part. And, and well, and that's the thing, right? Is like that's why the pylons happen. That's why we always gotcha. see this happen. If, it, if it's not a woman, that it's makes a sense. if it's not a black woman, it's a woman. If it's not a woman, then it's not a not a man, right? Yeah, a trans thing, person yeah. or something. Yeah, right. So it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's stupid. I don't think the way people piled on it was was agreeable. But yeah. you're right. It's the fact that there's no rhyme or reason to it. There's not, yeah. hey, these people committed, like, indefensible, like, pedophilia, massive amounts of, like, anti-Semitism in their work that it advocated for Jewish people to be eliminated. Like, be specific and not put it next to, uh, they put this scene in there that I didn't like. Like, it's like, yeah. it's like, and also, like, once again, if this is, like, a personal thing that she would have, like, made for herself, that's fine. But when we share these things and don't, like, vet them, it's so open to criticism. And I feel like that's, mm -hmm. like, where she got got. Is that, like, yeah, people can pick this apart because, they're because first of all, a lot of people on Twitter are on this kick of um, stop talking about problematic art for some reason. I don't know what, what that's about. People don't like that people want to point out that artists are shitty. Um, mm -hmm. because, but I think the reason that they are is because it's, it's really half-assed. Like, it's, yeah. it's, like, not, like, like... It's like, hey, Har Har explain what Harvey Weinstein did because I feel like there are people who don't know what Harvey Weinstein did, which is why you might not want to might not want to support his movies. Like, right. explain what Orson Co Scott Card actually said. Kind of explain some of the themes of Ender's Games. That's the thing. That's not even in 
the fucking description about Orson Scott Card because I guarantee you this person didn't actually fucking read Ender's Game because right. it's about xenophobic. It's like incredibly xenophobic and about like eliminating the other. And like, is it partially critical? Yes. But does it entirely cast that idea out? No. So like, there's things to talk about that aren't even here. And I feel like yeah. that's where it is, is like, to more to my point, a lot of it's reductive now. A lot, a lot of stuff mm-hmm. is very like, how can I simply say something is bad? Uh, I think it had a racist moment in it. And um, yeah, that that's it. Okay, I can find it for this one. Oh, this one's obvious. This guy's a pedophile. I'll slap that one on the list too. Like, yeah. it's, it's just like, so like, like, some of this is so misplaced. And yes, yes, yeah, and also like, there's no rhyme or reason about like which of these authors are still alive. Like right. a lot of them are still alive, and like none of that is like specified either. Because I'm not gonna lie, yeah, a lot of Shakespeare stuff is kind of like I think a lot of shit is kind of fucking wild in a lot of ways. Yeah, like, no, we don't it know is that now. Wild. It's fucking insane. But at the same time, like, no, like it is like a good like place to like learn some writing techniques or like learn like what the fuck people are referring to because mm-hmm. a lot of writing now requires reference of old shit yeah. so like telling people not to read the classics because you know the classics were problematic is fucked up because that's kind of the assumption that i'm gonna like the classic like nobody's saying you have to like these books yeah. either like that, i feel like that's the important part yeah like yeah do we all have to like we've all read books that we didn't really think were that great at the end like and if you haven't then you should read some more books yeah, read more you're not reading enough <laughs> if you have yeah. not read it if you have not ever read a book you did not like you are not reading <laughs> i'm sorry or you are incredibly yeah. good at being selective which i am not so i don't yeah. know yeah and, and if that's the case you should be less selective i don't know i feel like yeah there's a lot of different ways to filter your own content and when you have lists like this they're like yeah. don't read catcher in the rye because it's about a racist white boy it's like okay well then uh, what do, what what do you want? Like what the fuck do you want? Right. You know? Yeah. I also To Kill a Mockingbird has nigger in it and it was written by a white woman. It's bad. <laughs> I saw okay. the Harper Lee one. I was like, oh uh, boy. Jesus. It's fucking crazy. Also just wild to me how like she just completely like misses some things that are in these books. Like with the TJ Clune one, um, I'm gonna preface this by saying I fucking hate TJ Clune. <laughs> so if you like how it's <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, you probably want to skip this bit. Uh, it's a shit book. And, like, it, the point she has in there was that it was based on, like, indigenous children being taken away from their families and stuff. And it also came out right around the time all the, uh, native schools, like, the mass burials were being discovered. So it was bad, Mm -hmm. bad timing. Um, yeah. Oh, God. Also, like... It's incredibly fat phobic, which I never see people talk about ever. And that's actually the oh reason God. I put it down was because I was like, I can't do this shit. Like, I really cannot. If one more person's like, he was fat, I'm going to lose my fucking shit. Um, so it's, I don't know. There's that. And he also has like a whole book that is about like a relationship with a minor. So like, I feel like those things are much more worthy of like pointing out about TJ Klune than just like this one thing she also doesn't have yeah fucking hanya yanagahara on there which is wild to me because her whole thing is really yeah she's not on here i was like where the fuck is hanya (laughs) she should be on here but she's not and like her whole thing is like writing these very 
um, bleak works about gay men most of the time, you know, and she's not, she's a straight woman. So there's a lot to be said. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. It's almost like, you know, they're covering bases that bother them specifically. Anyway. Anyways, (laughs) getting wildly, not wildly off topic, but like I'm starting to fan out to me, like when I heard about it, uh, part of the reason I listened, I like looked into it more was because the person I, uh, saw the video from they brought up their video on uh Hanya Yanagahara and was like was like kind of like blowing it off like, oh, she would be on this and I'm like yeah she would what what are we talking about <laughs> so it's I don't know I think I think you're always gonna have like differences of opinions when it comes to media right and I think it is important to be aware of authors in general just because like a lot of the time if I find out an author has like sexually assaulted someone I'm probably not going to read their shit you know I don't want to touch their work yeah it makes me that's fair I get rid of it like a lot of the time there's I've gotten people are like would you really like drop your favorite artist if something came out yes I have multiple times I have gotten I have gotten rid of so much fan art I got from cons and like from like yeah 2013 to 2016 because I found out so much about the artists later on and I was like, I can't mm-hmm. fucking do this. I don't want this on my wall. And yeah, it's yeah. it's hard and it sucks. And I'm not saying like everyone needs to react the same, but I am saying that like having like that kind of knowledge and making sure people are aware is very different than being like, you cannot read this artist, like do not do this um, because people handle things differently and have different like lines in the sand, I guess. Like I have very right. like even Cheval and I have different standards on stuff. Like when it comes to yeah, yeah. games, like there's certain games I won't play that he's considered playing, and I don't hold that against him. But yeah, it, and and I feel like that's the thing is like the subtext to a lot of the stuff is like people will judge you, right? yeah, and which is why you see people act so like indignant about it and like pile on the person who originally published it. Right. Yeah. Like they feel like, so you're saying I'm a bad person and like, they won't, I feel like people won't say it like a lot of people who won't like verbalize it that way. Right. right. But, like that's po- kind of what the implication is. So like you said, we all have different standards for stuff. I'm not saying like, yeah, if you find out that X artist does this and Y X, Y, Z, then you shouldn't read it. Like, yeah, that's fine. That's your personal choice. Right. Like I totally like, get that if you have problems with sexual assault and all that stuff like that like I, there's some stuff i don't go into because i've heard that there's like really bad rape scenes in it and i'm not like not prepared for that quite yet right so like i get it i totally get it it's just like the way we've like especially people on the internet have like kind of tried to like shorthand yes a lot of this stuff is where i have the problem because like like you said like it's up to your own discretion, but once we start putting treat children poorly in his books next to, um, sorry, I think there was something I was reading in here. Cause the uh, guy who wrote, um, I think the guy who wrote, uh, Lord of the flies, he had something come out about him, about he sexually, he tried to sexually assault yeah, saw that on the thing. And, and here's the thing, right? Um, why are you putting that next to bullying? Yeah. Like, like get like, if we're going to make these distinctions, we have to make distinctions. Like, don't, like, stop splitting hairs. There's a difference between homophobia and I didn't like that children died in this book. Yeah. Like, like, because cause that's another thing I've seen a lot, too, is, like, I don't like content with children in it. And sometimes it's like, well, this isn't a book for children either, so I'm kind of confused why, you, like, like, there's a child. Like, I saw somebody complain about ch- a child being in a book. Like, nothing even really happened in it. So, like, I don't know. I'm confused about, like, why sometimes 
like these lists are made. And I feel like this time it was just kind of like cobbled together. And that's why she got so much shit. So I don't know. Cause that's the thing is there's nothing wrong with like filtering your own content. You yeah. can feel free to do that. But like going on this wide sweep and saying all these artists suck because um, this guy is racist. And this one thing happened in this book and they're all the same. It's all grouped together. Yeah. Like, Slash. Slash. Oh man. Yeah. Man. Well, yeah. So with that said, thank, thank, thank y'all for um, listening to us talk about media. Cause I feel like it is important to just remember, like, I don't know. Sometimes when you see the content warnings, I feel like our point isn't, you know, don't read this. It's like, if you have an issue with this, like nowhere to skip, mm-hmm. no, maybe to skip out on this one or, you know, jump to a certain point, maybe just listen to us talk about it. It's not to be like, bad this is bad you can't read this it's bad yeah because don't worry i'll tell you if it's bad oh yeah i will too <laughs> yeah. us do not mince words on like media we dislike we will tell you if we think something is bad yeah yeah there's some there's some stuff coming up in this comic that um oh boy. i have i have very specific thoughts about how ham-fisted it is especially when we have such wonderfully done stuff like what happens next episode yeah we've talked about this before but once again that is what drives me absolutely crazy about Miura's stuff is that sometimes he is so delicate about the way he handles things and then other times it's just like he just takes a sledgehammer to his plot and i'm like what the fuck are you doing (laughs) what is happening yeah it's almost like when he was writing he's like something bad needs to happen and he has like a he has like a dartboard on the wall that has like (laughs) rape child abuse slash murder with like rape with a question mark next to it yeah and then Are like you- body horror but the bo- the body horror one is like a sliver <laughs> and the other two take up the rest of the board yeah that's that's what his board is and yeah no yeah no it really does feel like that sometimes it's like whenever he he can't like quite come up with something he kind of panics for a second and he's like wait i got it uh sexual abuse let's go <laughs> uh child abuse this time they were beat okay cool we're off to the race yeah we got it i got a backstory we're going <laughs> so <laughs> god yeah it's god. Uh, god we'll get into that more soon but uh thank yeah. you guys for once again tuning into <laughs> talking about berserk but mostly talking about uh something in media <laughs> it means a lot to both of us yeah, yeah, I know for sure. Thank you all so much for coming through. We just want to, you know, talk about something that we're both uh, engaging with at the same time that there are a lot of opinions about online that, I don't know, it got to a point where it literally you get to the point where you see people talking about something, you're like, I have to check this out myself to see what I think. Yeah, literally. And what, what I've come away with is some of you Berserk fans are really cool and some of y'all... I can tell have not read the manga and I can officially say that now. Yeah. So (laughs) I (laughs) am. I I told Shaval this, but the other day I was at the, um, I was at a Japanese store with my wife and I was looking at some like snacks in the aisle and (laughs) they pointed, they like got my attention. They're like, that guy over there has a berserk shirt on. Why don't you go say hi to him? And I was like, absolutely not. I do not know what I am getting into. I'm not (laughs) opening myself to that. Also, it's weird. I don't like accosting people when they're shopping, but, and they were joking. They, they knew I wasn't going to, but just, (laughs) God, sometimes you really just don't know what you're getting into until someone opens their mouth about berserk. And you're just like, ah, you do not know what you're talking about. I see. Uh, I got it. I got it. Or, <laughs> oh, you're fucking, you take everything literally, you're fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, 
Yeah. Or you yeah. ignore like the broader context of the story because uh, I don't know. You have a rape. Sword go boom. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 rape. Fet- I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of. There's a lot of that. But also, it comes with Berserk since it's been around for a while. Yeah. It it is older, so. A lot of fans, yeah. <laughs> a lot of bad opinions. It comes with the fans. Um, it's always going to happen. It just, um, sometimes it, you get what you get, and that's what you get with Berserk sometimes. Yeah, you get you get uh, people who really like to make fun of one scene uh, that uh, is actually, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. We'll get there in a few episodes, yeah. though. Anyway, um, thank you guys. <laughs> thank you all for coming to episode 28. Really appreciate it. You can hit us up on social media um, at let's underscore unpack underscore it um on twitter we also have an instagram unpack that pod we also have a gmail we're unpacking it at gmail.com um so go ahead and email us there see what we're up to um get to know us but yeah no we're really excited to get into probably this is like we're towards the end of like a gigantic arc in berserk so you know we're i'm really excited we're reaching this milestone but um, with that said, thank you guys for sticking with us for a full year. If you've been here since then, it's, it, I think it's now when this episode will come out it's officially been about a year since we started. So, you know, thank you. Thank you guys for being here. Really appreciate it. Um, always feel free to reach out or comment on our posts, uh, send us stuff that you want us to read about Berserk. Um, there, there are some, I, I might link like a, a clip or something of the anime to like reference to this, but yeah, um, there's some really cool fan animations out there. I, there's one I'm thinking of off the top of my head, but if you ever like want to see some of these fights not in the context of the anime, but in the context of the manga, just go look them up online. And, you know, I'll put some in the description. But um, yeah, thank you guys for coming through, and we'll catch you next time for episode 29, aka our sexiest episode. Woohoo! Yay! <laughs> see you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.